Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming, news, and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name's Daniel. And this is episode 79. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I like that enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I gotta be enthusiastic about something in my that's life. That's a good good on a on a hazy Seattle Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's looking pretty Seattle this week. That it is. Guys, if you didn't know who we are, the Save Room is the only podcast whose uncle works at Nintendo, and he's played Metroid Prime 4. He said it's fucking awesome. He said it's great. He said it was great. He's going to leak the inside data and get fired soon. It's going <laughs> just just troll through 8chan, man. You'll find it. You'll find it. Uh, please find us at soundcloud.com slash the save room show or Spotify or iTunes or Stitcher. Any other hours? Or playing from a uh, Hideo Kojima game. Find us as a hologram in the bottom of a Hideo Kojima game, and we're going to say, no, we don't want to play a part of the UCA. <laughs> we don't want to be connected to your dumb chiral network. But you deliver us enough pudding, and we're like, all right, thank you. You're doing God's work, Sam. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel, you can also find us on streaming services, though my God, do I advise against you watching us at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Daniel at twitch.tv slash... Dungeons and Daniels. I think that's where they host me. I don't know if they've yeah. taken it down. I've been inactive the last few I mean, weeks. I, I know of one guy that hosts you who mm. auto hosts you. Actually, oh, he does here and there. Yeah. Well, and you know, maybe maybe the person that he's auto hosting doesn't quite auto return the favor. So okay, you always get on my fucking back <laughs> about this. So there was a time where I had you set as my primary to auto host. But then I had a bunch of other people, and it would deprioritize you for some reason, and it would oh. auto-host, like, oh. random other people. And I'm like, no, well, my boy Kevin's on. We gotta give him the spotlight. Deprioritize? Like, yeah. you, you had Like, more- so if somebody was streaming before you, it wouldn't kick them off. It would continue their thing. And they, then... sh- they should do, like, a picture-in-picture, picture, mm-hmm. so it's, like, a really dissonant thing, like a David Lynch film, like, Videodrome shit. Like, mm. <laughs> it's all just dissonance. Twitch is pretty Lynchian sometimes. Yeah. Pretty sure, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Maholan yeah. Drive-ish. Ve- wow. Yeah. I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah. You Billy always Ray Cyrus. reference it. Billy Ray Cyrus shows up in it, and he throws paint at somebody. Does he? It's oh. a whole thing. <laughs> it's a weird movie with amnesia and <laughs> thrill. I don't know. I saw it in a film class when I was uh, at university. Oh, oh, good. Should we even talk about like the rest of this video game shit? Like, we can just we can just do that for a while. We can do dissection about it, like a little film dissection, right? (laughs) (laughs) That class is pretty cool because it it really. I have always like looked at film pretty analytically, but I was like, now I can write about it and really dissect it and feel kind of highbrow. I wrote an entire paper on Angel season four once in my. It wasn't even a film class. I think Mm -hmm. it was a writing class. Yeah. I wrote a paper an a- minus on... on that. Nice. Can you believe that shit? Must have been a great paper. I hear it's a great a- <laughs> well, a- uh, season of Angel, too, so... It's a weird one. Mm. It's a weird one. But five is the real one. Oh, five is the realness, <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. When are we going to start our Buffy Angel podcast, dude? <laughs> um, I don't think we can compete with the buffering cast. They do a pretty good job. You know what? We should really bow out of that one. Yeah, yeah you're th- right. They have you're that right. one on lock. It's, who is Shit. It? Jenny Lee Owens Shit. and somebody else. Shit, we're fucking trapped in yeah. the save room forever, yeah, yeah. dude. Oh well, and this is especially a uh, hectic fucking week. I thought the I thought winter was supposed to be chill, man. Mm-hmm. Work hasn't been chill, and these video games won't stop fucking announcing themselves, leaking themselves. They're all over the goddamn place. I'm fucking slipping on video games this season. <laughs> it's kind of a little chaotic, you know. <laughs> oh man. So we got a lot of things that happened this week. We got a lot of shit to cover, mm-hmm. my friend. But we got to still cover where they can find you, man. 
Oh shit! I forgot yeah, about. Yeah, we're me. just spe- you're you're moving out of clip. You've got to promote yourself. And that's well, okay. Let me okay. promote. Let me promote. For but that, you. If you please, sir. Please. Right, I'm gonna Go promote ahead. this one for you. And if Very you didn't good. know, you can find Kevin over at Twitch.tv/slash/TheRedHerb, <laughs> where he is currently full Twitch streamer right now. You can't see him, but he's wearing the the I... Twitch hat. He's wearing the fucking PlayStation shirt. He's wearing the yeah. red hoodie. Yeah, dude. I'm on brand today. I am full gamer yeah, right now. Who's sponsoring the... you today? I am. I'm not even. <laughs> well, not me undies. And actually, I need to talk to you about something mm-hmm. very serious about that, man. Sure. I was told I have been in communication with the me undies rep mm-hmm. about a potential the safe room slash me undies partnership. But they mm-hmm. said, Kevin, look. The fact of the matter is, your podcast is so fucking long, mm. and you ramble forever. Mm. I need you guys to get it in at an hour and a half. So that's the challenge for this week. Yeah. Or we don't get the sponsorship. Or we don't get it. We don't get it. Because like they, they only have like you know a couple left for the end of the year. The undies, <laughs> they shut down. They shut down for three months, you know? <laughs> they only have so many that they could give us per 45-minute yeah. block, and they're like, you're already fucking abusing the limit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bad. We're awful. Okay, so we got to speed through this shit, man. Mm. We got so much shit. Although, although, thank you for the shout out on Twitch. I've actually procrastinated the stream, delayed the stream in Today's favor stream. in favor of making this content creation. This has happened the past two Saturdays this where we've happened. had to shift your stream to the night and the podcast to the afternoon. And eh, I mean, it works for me. I don't know if it works for you. But. Uh, I just got to put it at night, right? Because mm. yeah. like, you know. People like watching Saturday night streams. They're home with yeah, their so. IPAs and their... Their comfort foods. I'm like, what, what kind of stream shenanigans can I get into? Oh, the Red Herb's on. Oh, it's a mukbang. Oh, he's playing Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, he's eating some buffalo chicken. Okay, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a commonality right there. So what have you been yeah. streaming lately? Like, so lately? the other day we streamed yeah. the the Game Awards, which we'll get into. We did, and we'll get a lot into that. Yeah. I was totally on your channel. And that was, that was cool. That was a cool experience. I don't think the camera flatters me too much, I'm going to say. No, I think I think because it's it's got to be a setting on on fucking OBS uh-huh. that I fucked up. First of all, I fucked up real bad on OBS mm-hmm. the last time we streamed. Um, I'm a novice streamer mm-hmm. when it comes to that sort of configuration. So when I was just trying to get the window capture going on, I may have stretched us out a little bit mm-hmm. and then shrunk us and d- done all sorts of shit. Yeah. I needed to follow up with you and ask if you're okay. You might have gotten a little queasy during All right, that event. Rick Moranis, quit <laughs> shrinking me and resizing me and fucking making me hang out with the ants. Yeah, yeah I look unflattering on the camera mm-hmm. as well. I, I need to position it. If I if I had a, a filmographer's eye, uh-huh. you know, I like could, I think we I look, get us looking good. I look better in your bedroom. What? <laughs> Like you know, when you have your stream set up in your bedroom, like your your bedroom cam is optimized for like a good bed view. But like when we take it to the living room, it doesn't look so great. It's pretty, you know, pretty weird, Kevin, that you have your your bedroom camera really optimized for that space. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty. So we got to shoot all the content in, in your bedroom. Is what I'm saying. Listen, I have had questions. I have had a date come over mm-hmm. and immediately look at the tripod that I have where I put my, ra- <laughs> Wait, my really? razor key. My Razor Keo on the corner because like, I stream, and she's, she's like, like Patrick Bateman. <laughs> What's going on in here? <laughs> she straight up was like, "What, what? is this for?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! I'm just a nerd. No, 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 yeah. no! I'm late. No." Or you could do like the um, yeah. the dentist thing from It's Always Sunny. The dentist, like, it's what, the, the implication. Dentist, don't, don't worry, we'll get to it later. <laughs> We'll get to it later. We'll I forgot about get that. Get a few more God drinks in you. Damn it! God damn it! <laughs> God, God damn it, D! I gotta put that in the fucking closet, man. I gotta hide my gamer gamer dim, man. Do you have gamer shame? Most oppressed minority. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, you've been streaming what? Uh, Ghostbusters. 
yeah, every day of my life. No, 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 no. I, that was a because of the new Ghostbusters mm-hmm. trailer that came out for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I had I, I had the nostalgia mm-hmm. just swimming and building up in my belly. I had a very specific craving. Okay. In the Ghostbusters game, the remastering of the one that came out from like twenty fucking ten uh, was actually on sale, so I picked that up. Oh, cool! And I played it, and it is. It is a product of its time. Mm. Yeah. I like it still. It's just like, some of it's just like not, you know. Yeah, it feels like a licensed game from 2010. Okay, so just a remaster. They didn't do anything to it. They didn't like optimize the controls. No, okay. no. They didn't do like a Crash Bandicoot situation. Oh, uh, it's a bummer. Yeah, yeah no, it's fine. It's Listen, fine. not every game's going to get the Blue Point treatment or the Resident Evil 2 treatment. Uh, no, obviously not. Mm-hmm. I don't think Ghostbusters was ever slated to have <laughs> any more money than like, you get $5,000 and a month. Have fun, have gentlemen. Fun. And they fucking shut the doors and put chains on there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like five guys <laughs> developing it. <laughs> That's, that's how Blue Point started, actually. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Locked them in a room and just like shot food at them through like chutes and tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> dropping jimmy john sandwiches through yeah. like a roof every time they dawdle they get send some people in with whips and like just whip them get back to wow. work wow this is dark yeah. wow wow yeah. we're gonna backpedal we got a big episode here for you sure? folks <laughs> let's get this chubby loaded whoever oh my god <laughs> whoever has decided to stay for whatever reasons, <laughs> we will continue with this video game podcast that we have. Today, we are not just talking about the Game Awards. We are talking about Sony's state of play. We got some fun, fun oh, yeah. announcements, and only one that mattered. It was, of course, Resident Evil 3. Uh, and then we are also talking a little bit. We got some news up front, Daniel. Mm. So a little bit of news up front that had nothing to do with the 5,000 announcements oh, yeah, that fucking so happened. so fucking many. Yeah. Are you guys yep, 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 ready yep. to hear about announcements and winners and Jeff yep. Keighley? Because it's going to be an hour of that. So strap in. Are we just just an extension of these publishers marketing i wonder by yes. having an enthusiast yes. podcast that's all we are are you sure i thought we had integrity in this one huh Mm-mm. okay no i lost all not, my integrity when i stopped doing karate <laughs> excuse me that was one of the tenets of doing karate you have to have integrity integrity respect discipline don't worry about it we'll get into it some other time how do you how do you flex the muscle of integrity i wonder they they force you to it walk like this Oh shit! <laughs> Came at me three ninja styles, dude. All right, we got some big miscellaneous news on here. Remember, happened outside of whatever gigantic media events that cost mm-hmm. millions of dollars to also, produce. So, where was our invite? To what? The Game Awards. The Game Awards. Yeah, it's kind of upset. I think the game, the gaming industry, when it finds out mm-hmm. about us, wants to eject us as fast and as hard as possible. So mm-hmm. it's better that we're on the fringes. Right. Okay, but right. they let Elon Musk in. <laughs> Elon Musk is a, is a hero to all gamers with his fucking cyber truck. Oh, that yeah, yeah that, that is that is the gamer's dream. They want to drive something that looks like a kind of a cross of the the weird military vehicle from Aliens, mm-hmm. and then something out of like maybe RoboCop, mm-hmm. like the OCP Corp would come up with. Yeah, Cybertruck yeah. twenty seventy seven. Right. Is that supposed to be like a trendsetting thing, dude? Like, are we going to see, like, really boxy fucking metallic cars from now on because of Elon Musk? Probably. But it only matters if I can play Cuphead on it. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) All right, we got some quick news on here. Uh, One, Final Fantasy VII Remake's exclusivity window is only a year. Ah. That's going to piss some people off. Why? Why would it piss people off, Daniel? You remember the time where Final Fantasy games were exclusives for years? On years, on years. 
I mean, yeah, they're housed on the PlayStation for a good long while, mm-hmm. right? They belong to Sony for, like, fucking 20-something years. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But then uh. they then they walked on back to Nintendo mm-hmm. with, um, what, like, Crystal Chronicles and, and uh, joints like that? Yeah, I think there was kind of, like, a back-and-forth sh- uh, symbiosis with them. Since, like... Well, Final Fantasy actually started on Nintendo. Yeah, it did. So, uh, that's what I'm saying. On NES yeah. and then on uh, Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. They're a big part of that uh, JRPG library. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, they, they've they been trying to walk their way back, man. I mean, we just got announcements. Square Enix is like, hey, remember every Final Fantasy? It's on the Switch. Mm-hmm. That's un- pretty awesome. Look under your seat. It's a, it's on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a uh, little exclaimer on the game's PS4 box art says it's a uh, PlayStation exclusive in big, bold letters. And beneath that teensier font, it says, quote, timed exclusive until 3-3-2021. So they got until March 3rd next year before this shit's on, like, Stadia and fucking PC and maybe PC, actually. I don't know. It takes a while for them to get uh, sometimes the PC poured out. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's the first time we've ever seen a timed exclusive marketed that way. A lot of times it just happens. You're like, wait, why isn't it coming to PlayStation or Xbox or... Whatever the case is. Yeah, remember Rise of the Tomb Raider? There was oh. nothing on the box art that said, like, hey, PS4 fans, sit tight. Like, no. It was... Yeah, I didn't know what was going on, and it actually yeah. pissed me off. And I'm, we're just like, I guess this is what happened. So Microsoft must it. have just had a paid deal. Yeah. Maybe, but they did. Yeah. They explicitly did. Yeah. Well, now uh, we know I don't know. I, I If I was an Xbox gamer, yeah, mm-hmm. I'd feel a little jostled, right? If yeah. that was the thing I was into, and maybe I, like want some more jrpgs because it's the collection's kind of thin mm-hmm. it's always been a little thin on microsoft's ecosystem yeah they're right? not really known for that because xbox is not that popular in japan mm-hmm. to be honest oh there's I, something else on here that yeah we'll get to it in a second. it's funny though like when it comes to xbox they're gonna roll out roll it out so hard in other fashions like it's not only just gonna come to like you know retailers and discs it's gonna be on fucking probably game pass and that's mm-hmm. immediately gonna fucking take the thunder away from like any other place it goes to <laughs> maybe Oh, and here's another interesting question. So by 2021, we'll have the new consoles out. We'll have mm-hmm. PS5, mm-hmm. and we'll have Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. All right? So does that mean we're going to get a cross-platform edition? Possibly. Maybe. Do you think they're trying to up this game? I don't know. It's going to be the same thing, because I think the Xbox Series X and also the PlayStation 5 are backwards compatible. So it's just like, do they need to? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. But I mean, that would be interesting, though, if like... Yeah, no, probably if it comes out in 2021, I don't imagine they would release it first and foremost for Xbox One. They'd be like, here it is. Here is it. Here it is on Xbox One X Series X. The, the branding sucks on that. I'm going to say that right now. <laughs> we'll so, yeah, get to that. It would, we'll co- it would that. come to the next generation of Xbox yeah. first, I believe. Okay, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you on that. I got a number two on mm-hmm. here, Mr. Daniel. The Outer Worlds is getting DLC story content in 2020. Obsidian announced the DLC on a forum, thanking fans for their support at the Game Awards. Mm. They went on to detail the DLC by providing no details about it. Okay. <laughs> but there's nothing. They're so just like, we're doing it. We're doing it. 2020. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, did Outer Worlds win... Much of the game awards. I, I don't mean, think I know we have so. A list here. Okay. It's, it's kind of a bummer. It got snubbed in a lot of a lot of categories. Ashley Birch got robbed for her performance oh, as Bavardi. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Gave it to Mads Mikkelsen. Like he's great. In he's all, got enough awards in life. But like she was phenomenal in, in that role. I don't know. Do you think that's fair? A Hollywood man is getting a uh, gamer awards. You know, maybe there's there's actual voice acting talent that is specific to like Troy mm-hmm. Baker, for instance, mm-hmm. in games and all that. Do you think that's? Uh... <sighs> Because I I don't give a shit, but I, I I could feel like there's somebody out there making that argument getting snubbed. They I mean, were feeling like they got snubbed. I feel like uh, the internal voters on that one on the committees they 
Oh, and the fans even um they were just like oh we loved him in hannibal he's our fucking he's our daddy you know so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna vote for him here because we love him so much he's he hypnotizes us with his ways yeah I, I don't know yeah i i would agree that like it is kind of unfair that a big hollywood name got it over all these like you know working voice actors mm-hmm. like courtney ho probably should have gotten it or i forget his name matthew something for mercer no 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 um whoever played um Oh, uh, Dar- it, Darling from yeah, Darling. Control. Yeah. God, he should have got it. I voted awesome. for him. I Did voted you? for him. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I mean, my vote would have been for Ashley Birch, but any of those three people are just like, they mm. were phenomenal in, the, in those roles. So I agree. Mm. Now for the Outer Worlds, I haven't beaten the fucking game. Mm. I put it down because Death Stranding came out and so did Star Wars mm. at the same time. And I just, yeah. and you know, I've been working a bunch as well. So mm. that's been making it kind of tough, but I do intend, I'm taking one special week off mm-hmm. and I want to go back to Outer Worlds and beat it because I want to have that locked in in time for our discussion for like, you know, the entire year yeah. or, or Game of the Year episode. Basically. Yeah, I'm in that same boat where, um, so I got the Platinum in Star Wars finally <laughs> after like a week of just doing just that in between things. Yeah. Um, and I, this morning I was like, do I pick up Death Stranding again or do I go back to Outer Worlds? And I kind of like really, I hard toss it in my head. And I was like, no, nah, let me go to Death Stranding first okay. and then I'll go back to Outer Worlds in like a week. Okay. So, I mean, do you think you're going to go for the platinum hunt on Death Stranding? Hell no. No, 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 no. no, no. Sorry. Like, after watching you do it, I'm just like, nah, I'm okay. Like, I feel like there's a lot of other games I need to get to, and my backlog's pretty big. I don't mind the hunt so much. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe not as much as that. I I do recognize it for what it is, and Mm -hmm. in a word, it's arduous. It is. Uh, Especially, like, you know, when you... (laughs) I really, really hate the feeling of getting halfway through a delivery and realizing I've already fucked it. I've destroyed my cargo or my vehicle blew up or something melted or, you know, I I went over time for a Legend of Legends rank. So that shit's really arduous and frustrating. Mm. It takes a special sort of patience. You've been doing some like masterwork though. Like your (laughs) fucking skyline zipline system is just like, I don't even know. You're on another level with that. Let me. let me sidebar here. Yeah. Let me sidebar here. Sure. So the way that I view Death Stranding's environment in this endgame post-story <laughs> is it's basically a big puzzle mm-hmm. that you have to figure out. It's an environmental puzzle. And so when you start thinking, like, what is the shortest distance between this? Where can I put a zip line that, mm-hmm. like, you know, will make a continuous flow where I never have to touch the ground, almost like I'm at a fucking fair on one of those, you know, those skyline things? Yeah. That's my favorite. I miss that. <laughs> and it's 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 interesting the world becomes kind of like a puzzle that you solve mm-hmm. as you go along in order to you know see your goals i mean I when really you have like no roads you have to make a path for yourself yeah you end up in a lot of areas with no roads i've been mm. having a lot of fun with it but i get it i get it arduous mm. arduous on the topic of outer worlds though mm. what do you think like a dlc expansion or content could look like from that because like sometimes Games, what they'll do is, like, they'll do a free update or whatever, and they're like, okay, here's our survivor mode or whatever. That's already in the game. That's uh-huh. the supernova mode. So I do feel like they're just going to add more content and story stuff, maybe another planet or... I think it's it could be exactly that, another mm-hmm. planet, mm-hmm. probably. I don't think it's going to be, like, any different than the main campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not expecting a, uh, uh, like, the Tiny Tina DLC for Borderlands. Yeah, of course. You know, to do a complete flip of, like, mm-hmm. you know, the style or whatever. Nah, nah. I wouldn't mind if they added, like, another planet and another companion. Just kind a of, new companion? Yeah, to kind of flesh that out a little bit. And then the companion would be able to go with you everywhere, right? I know that that's mm-hmm. kind of a difficult technical feat to pull yeah. off. Yeah. But it's not like they haven't done it. Mass Effect did that shit, yeah. right? Yeah. 
there to be like, oh, here's a without well, Kasumi. Kasumi. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Thank you. Um, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fine. I wonder when it's coming out. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if Obsidian's going to be stretched pretty thin, like with continued support for that and like whatever they're going to be working on with Microsoft. Oh yeah, the the Honey, uh, I Shrunk the Kids. Let's yeah. let's build some leaf houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> but I, I guess it. we'll see. I don't know. More Outer Worlds is not a bad thing. Nope, definitely so. not. Okay, cool. We got another one on here, and this one is interesting. Oh, I like interesting. Yeah, the rest it, are boring. The rest, yeah. The, these other two time exclusives dlc that's boring shit yeah that's everyday shit that's junk throw it away this next thing though let's go 2k confirms that the fourth entry in the bioshock series is still a few years away bioshock the beloved sci-fi series known for its dystopian underwater cities big daddies robot presidents and booker catchisms is finally coming back well, sometime. While it has been insider knowledge that a fourth entry has been in the works for years, 2K has finally been kindly enough to give fans an update. And a lot of this is coming from Kotaku's Jason Schreier. Where so else would it come from? That's it. Like, there's only one reporter in the industry. Well, <laughs> right. him, him, Nathan Grayson, <laughs> Cecilia D'Anastasio. I guess there's a lot of them out there. Stop trying to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were being hyperbolic, Daniel. Go ahead. All right. Bioshock 4, tentatively titled... Parkside was confirmed by 2K to have been in the works since 2015, but has since gone through a few studio changes and even a reboot. Parkside originally was contracted out for its development to the Texas-based studio Certain Affinity, who has a repertoire for helping out with shooters like Halo and Call of Duty. On Monday, December 9th, 2K revealed that their newly formed in-house studio, Cloud Chamber, had officially taken over development of the project and started from zero with it. Quote, Cloud Chamber has started to work on the next iteration of the globally acclaimed Bioshock franchise. It's unknown why 2K switched the project over to a different team, but Schreier has noted they moved the project closer to the California headquarters and have slowly recruited developers from Hangar 13, the studio known for Mafia 3. The Bioshock series, while published by 2K, has been developed across multiple studios. 2007's Bioshock 1 and 2013's Bioshock Infinite were developed by Irrational Games and helmed by Kevin were helmed by Ken Levine, while 2010's Bioshock 2 was developed by 2K Marin with the help of several outside teams. Since then, 2K has shut down both Irrational and 2K, burying them both at sea with the franchise. So That was nice, that was tasteful. Yeah. I had a few little like kind of Bioshocky <laughs> nods in there. <laughs> For sure um interesting yeah i remember hearing about this when they god what were they talking about like the development of mafia 3 or something mm-hmm. like i remember it was another schreier article and he was like yeah across across the bay there's a studio working on fucking bioshock or what yeah. was supposed to be the next bioshock it's interesting it's, they've been working on it forever now that it's like this big like oh cloud chamber announcement mm-hmm. it's like uh seems like it's been happening yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean it was happening with this texas-based team i'm not sure like maybe 2k was like i don't really like the direction you're going with it or maybe it was taking too much time yeah they're saying they're starting from zero yeah on this project um probably that's like that's the only reason there's mm-hmm. there's no other reason like if there was good work there or foundation or you know for all we might know they might be taking some art assets and just saying okay oh. mechanically we're rebuilding this yeah. um, i'm sure there has to be something borrowed from it yeah some something like that e- they cooked is good right like even when i look at um ea and respawns like star wars i feel like some of that might have been carried over from like amy henning's vision like the dna has got to be there somewhere because it's like to start from zero is such a process unless mm-hmm. it was trash but we don't know <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could have been anything at mm-hmm. this point, right? Um, I really want to see kind of the direction that they want to go with this mm-hmm. because I, I really don't think that you just do something that uh, goes back to Rapture or something like that. I think mm-hmm. Bioshock, when Infinite came out, I thought this was really cool to like push it in a different direction. Mm-hmm. 
but that one just didn't feel like Bioshock enough. It was a little too actiony, mm. a little too surfacey. Like you, the exploration was kind of on the low side on that game versus the original Bioshock, in my opinion. I guess I don't know. It was almost the same sort of exploration. You were looking for like audio logs, and you were looking for like the viewfinders. Like it's so still there. I think like a lot of people just felt like that game skirted you away too fast through its settings because of the gameplay and some of like the fast-paced action scenarios. That, I mean, I, yeah, like I, I felt that way. I mean, there yeah. was potential to go back and forth, but there wasn't that much to discover from mm-hmm. what I remember because you had the plasmids, with, which were the vigors and in infinite, mm. but they didn't, you didn't use them to like for like puzzles and exploring or doing that kind of Metroid kind yeah. of base exploration yeah, yeah. like in the first Bioshock. And that's what I really missed from that game. Mm-hmm. So that's why I felt wrong a little hollow. But mm-hmm. I don't think the answer to that is like, oh, people didn't dig on Infinite, so just go back to Rapture. You no. know, they even did that with their DLC. They did. Right? Burial at Sea was awesome. Like, Although, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It was awesome. But like, at the same time, it's like, please don't go back to Rapture. Mm-hmm. Give me something new. Yeah. Maybe. But like, I guess um, given the heritage of the series, mm-hmm. which is it's basically a spiritual successor to... System um, Shock. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, if they go to space, it's going to be like, well, you're just back to where you started, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're just in a dystopian society in space yep. as opposed to being underwater. I've got a pitch. A Western Bioshock. Oh, a yeah. Western take notes world. from like Westworld or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go back to where it's like maybe the late 1800s, but still mm. have that steampunky shit into it. That'd be cool. I would be interested in that. Hmm. Yeah, what do you want? What would you want to see from a new Bioshock, honestly? Or, or better question, do you want to see a new Bioshock? <laughs> I don't want to see a new Bioshock without Ken Levine, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Like, that's kind of my thing. Like, that's what made the series for me. Yeah. It was really his vision and a lot of his storytelling. That's why, like, one and Infinite, like, Infinite gets a lot of shit, but I actually really love that game. That's probably, like, don't. one of my favorite games of, like, 2013. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like mm-hmm. Infinite still. Yeah. I just recognize that, like, it left me a little hungry for what I originally found in yeah. Bioshock. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very different experiences. Yeah. But, like, still... In, in their realizations of the worlds that they were trying to do, excellent. Like, their approach was excellent. And the way Infinite wrapped up, like, and tied in the whole universe to it mm-hmm. with the lighthouses, like, I thought that was awesome. Um, to be but, fair, yeah, there is some really cool iconography in that game. Yeah. For like, sure. So it's so iconic. And I don't know, like, they would have to get some really great writers and talent, or maybe even the consultation of Ken Levine. Because, like, if you look at how Bioshock 2 went, like, he wasn't really a part of that. They kind of just consulted him. And that yeah. game was, like, a pale imitation of one. Mm-hmm. So fair I don't enough. know. Um, would I want to see a Bioshock in space? I mean, why not? I like the idea of a Western. If Fast and Furious can go to space. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, why not Bioshock? Why not right. Bioshock? Yeah, I like the Western idea, and mm. I just like, mm, it seems cool, especially mm. with Westworld, that kind of mishmash of, like, the imagery of a Western, yeah. but with, like, a technological story. Mm. That could be pretty interesting. Yeah, it could so be. So I'd like to, I want to see that, but um, I wonder, it's a new studio, we've seen how that goes yeah. before, and, you know, that's uneven results, right? Yeah. Like, Gears 4 wa- was taken over from Epic games to the coalition oh is it really yeah yeah yeah. i didn't know that yeah gears 4 is a microsoft or i'm sorry the coalition is a microsoft owned studio Mm -hmm. and just like 343 they're like your job is gears (laughs) and 343 is like your job is halo so they made four and it was like okay it it felt like um how do i say this I won't say like a pale imitation. It did have some interesting ideas, but it's, it just felt safe. It felt okay. too safe. And I think a lot of people felt the same about Halo 4 and 5. Like, mm-hmm. felt too safe. So seeing another studio take on the reins of something that was like, this is definitely owned by Irrational Games. Mm-hmm. You know, their idea and all that yeah. shit, their world. 
uh, that, that could go either way. Yeah. You know? It's weird. I'm almost more interested in seeing like what, um, cause Ken Levine has a new studio with some members from Irrational called it. Uh, Ghost, Ghost Story, Story Games. Ghost Story Games, yeah. And I'm almost more interested to see what that project's going to be. Yeah, although he says um, his studio, their intention is to make, like, small-scale games, yeah. right? I mean, that could be cool, like, a small-scale, like, either indie or double-A project. Like, I wouldn't be right. mad about that. My thing is, like, okay, Hangar 13, they've done Mafia 3, right? I will vouch for Mafia 3. I mean, like, yeah, as an open-world game, but so is... This uh, gonna actually, be o- more as a more as a story game. As a story game, yeah, too? the open world was kind of like whatever. Okay, that, that was that was the, the biggest hamper. It was a very um, mm. it was a very tedious experience because okay. you did a lot of repetitive tasking, which is like the death of any open world yeah. game. It's like I'm bored doing the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. So, but otherwise, Mafia mm. Three had a stellar story. Stellar and that's, story. That's my fear. Like, mm. yeah, there'll still be a good story, but like maybe they lean too hard in an open world experience, or like say they kept going with um say they had continued going with like certain affinity and it was just like a straight shooter like i don't know that's not what made bioshock great you know mm-hmm. it's not like when you look at how like um capcom you know they publish they develop they reboot their own franchises and do their things with them like with resident evil the remakes re7 it's like they have their dna and like their vision in mind there and it's like all internally baked and like they know what that franchise represents i'm not sure that like 2k necessarily gets what bioshock is the way that like some of the studios did oh it is definitely just a number assigned to like uh, an ip name exactly for sure (laughs) in 2k's mind but i think 2k 2k's had enough skin in the game Mm -hmm. to kind of figure out like maybe this is the right choice to maybe go with these people Mm -hmm. put this leadership in there uh by all accounts i Mm -hmm. i think these these guys from hangar 13 are talented sure. as fuck so yeah. like i I'm, I'm open to it i'm hopeful for mm. it right like i'm hopeful and i think it is time where we that franchise has been benched long enough where i mm. think an appetite for it could be there yeah especially if it's something that's next gen that's my hope i mean it's going to be to have like a really beautiful bioshock oh, on yeah. next gen that really kicks the door down and said this is our identity but it's still familiar to everything that mm. you like in the franchise that that is the perfect blend yeah. right i mean because like we didn't really get... hard to do but the perfect blend because we didn't get a bioshock this gen we got like the re-release Rema- collection yeah remaster collection the yeah, rapture yeah. collection or whatever it was called and that was that was in, awesome in rapture bioshock but it's just That's like it's it called <laughs> <laughs> but it begs the question yeah like what is a new bioshock and a current gen of gaming look like and i don't know i would almost like to see it go back mm-hmm. to its roots at least an approach like small scale survival horror you know yeah yeah but. basically yeah it does i've never thought about it as like strict survival horror but like mm-hmm. i I could definitely agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't disagree with that description of yeah. it because it kind of is. I, I always remember, like, never being that scared mm-hmm. playing the original Bioshock, but I would talk to other people and they're just like, I shit my pants when <laughs> I see a big daddy or, like, a splicer come off of the ceiling. I mean, shit. some of those encounters are yeah. fucking kind of terrifying. Yeah, and Infinite was definitely not scary no, by yeah. all accounts, right? I think two almost got me a little more tense with, like, the, the big sisters. I thought they were infinitely more scary. I li- Well, actually, there was just one big sister from what I remember. Oh, right? you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was awesome. Yeah. That was such an awesome, like, here's another idea that it skews really closely to what the original was, but it's still cool in its own right. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I don't hate Bioshock 2, to be honest with you. Mm-mm. A lot of people are just like, eh, lame. And I'm like, ah, oh, the story is interesting. But yeah, you're right. The gameplay was definitely rung a little hollow because it was so uh, it was, samey. It was literally the same thing, but it, it had some so cool so ideas. Same. And I hear Minerva's Den is actually phenomenal. Yeah, that was um, our Gaynor. boy, Steve Gaynor. Yeah. Yep. Went on to Fulbright. Hmm. Yep. Bioshock. We'll see what happens. Times we'll see what happens. Now, I want to talk to you about a big old event that Sony does, the last state of play of the year, sir. Otherwise, I find state of play is kind of humdrum. Mm-hmm. 
but this one <laughs> it had what daddy wanted it, it had what daddy <laughs> wanted i mean it really satiated you I, I gotta say truly only the one announcement the rest was actually like i don't give a shit about but mm. re3 is the announcement for me yeah. okay you know that but we'll get to that there is some other cool shit that mm. was announced at this we'll, we'll do some flybys on it because we got a lot of fucking announcements mm. to get through i don't know why we're doing this free marketing for these goddamn companies that ask for 60 bucks every time they mm. fart in our general direction <laughs> <laughs> all right number one uh untitled goose game Quack. is by the way the numbering system's gonna be off every section that i talk about has mm. it starts over from one okay sorry i didn't future proof the doc <laughs> doc my pay if you want to daniel okay i will number one untitled goose game is coming to ps4 on december 17th nice cool i'm excited i didn't play it on the switch you did that right Ah, uh, yeah, I, I, I still, I commend the art style and I commend the zeitgeist behind the goose mm-hmm. and all the memes have been fun. They've been great. Uh, I think, I think that's a game that's like cuter than it is fun when you get it in your hands because uh-huh. it's a very kind of obtuse, like play with the environment until shit happens mm-hmm. to figure out puzzles. And that's not necessarily my bag, but like the game overall is like, it's mm-hmm. still good. It's still fine. I, I like games like that, and it seemed like it was short enough to not overstay its welcome. Yeah, are you are you gonna pick it up for uh, PS4 or is that one of those? I don't know. I, I don't might. Know. It just depends on. I mean, what? How much was it on the Switch? Like ten bucks? Fifteen bucks? No, it was fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested. It's not I'd a bad it. one. It's not a bad one. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Good job, Goose. Mm. We'll come back to the Goose when we talk yeah, about the Yeah, because there's something words. else I want to talk about that there that was kind of interesting. Please do when we get there. <laughs> uh, number two on here, a magical battle royale called Spellbreak is getting a closed beta in the spring and a full release on the PS4. Uh, yeah, you use what? some epic magic combat, my dude, and you weave some spectacular spell combinations, according to the ad copy I found on its website. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm always about spectacular spell weaving and, <laughs> and surviving. I don't even think I saw this trailer. I yeah, I don't remember it at all. I don't remember. I Mm-mm. well, I didn't catch the full state of play. I like was I got home and I was sleepy, mm-hmm. and I just skipped through to like the Resident Evil parts. But okay. I went, I went back and watched some of the other trailers like individually. I watched the kind of funny watch along for it, and maybe I got caught up in like some of their commentary and missed yeah. it. I yeah. don't know. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, good cool. on them. Speeding through number three, Dreams finally has a release date, and for you lovers out there, it's coming out on February fourteenth, twenty twenty. Romantic day for dreaming. Let's make a video game, babe. <laughs> let's get let's get together and make a level, and then make some love. You got the tripod in the bedroom? Let's go. Our love has no bounds (laughs) in the the world of dreams. Oh, dreams. Well, it's good it's finally coming out. About time. Find you a girl that would recreate Saw (laughs) 2 in dreams. With special attention to the Chester Bennington scene. (laughs) That's got to be the 15th time we've referenced that fucking scene in this podcast. I don't know why we do it every time. Uh, Any interest in dreams? I'm not not a big creator, whatever the fuck you Um, want. I played some of it during the beta. We talked about it actually like a while ago um, in an episode that I took out. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, it's really not my type of game. I think I'm more interested in playing like other people's creations than making my own. Little Big Planet style. Yeah, Little Big Planet style. What? What if? The, yeah, the, you you can in the game. So would you mm-hmm. be interested in being like, hey, let me pick this up and play other people's imaginings? I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah, what? that's so. What I did, um, they had like a, just a bunch of interesting levels interesting experiences some of them are like first person like walk around this room and just look at stuff some of them are like kind of platformy in a really advanced way uh one reminded me of like a 3d sort of like collect-a-thon um there were racing sims there was like a sonic like kind of cross-section of like level one stage one from like green hill zone so like it it's got a lot of cool potential it just is since it's open source in that way it's like okay it's really as 
limitless as the creators are with it you know like if nobody's like putting their effort into making big levels and you're not going to see it but i feel like the people who are playing it really have like huge imagination for you know level building and design yeah i want so. to screw there's a big creator community out there that's yeah. probably going to support this for oh yeah a long while undoubtedly and as far as playing the main story though i don't think i'd give a shit about that there's a story yeah there's a weird story with like an there's a main story well, yeah. what do you do do you make like hey i made a a, a recreation of goodfellas to beat the main story <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you do in the fucking story i have no idea oh my god okay well mm. whatever cool i uh, i don't have that much interest in it but i don't know yeah th- those games are never in- like i never really dug on little big planet to be honest oh i love little big planet you know partly because like yeah it just didn't strike me mm. and the other part of me is like you know i'm a little dead on the inside yeah so little big planet i really love the story and the platforming elements in it and then when it came to like the user created shit again like i just played other people's levels and there was like fun stuff there were like there was an m uh, metal gear solid level that somebody made oh, that yeah. was like a paintball shooter it was really neat i don't know oh that's cool yeah i like stuff like that i see the charm mm-hmm. like i said i'm broken i'm broken Daniel. Yeah, you are. okay moving on <laughs> born of a broken man number four this one broken man <laughs> <laughs> number four here uh this one looked pretty cool it the game's called super liminal and it's coming to ps4 in 2020 it's this really trippy ass portal-esque game where you solve puzzles using like force perspective so like um a small chair becomes a giant chair mm. if you're looking and then you can like move about the environment should okay. look pretty interesting actually right, so lewis carroll's portal yeah yes okay yeah interesting. What, what's wrong with that daniel mm. the some of the coolest parts of uh control were trippy as fuck Oh, yeah, the fucking yeah. cigarette maze? Yeah, oh, the cigarette God. maze. Man. <laughs> that was like one of the most interesting moments in gaming this year. I want a whole game that's a cigarette maze, honestly. That would be rad as hell. Mm. Maybe a little disorienting. Looks cool. Awesome. Number five. Mm. We already knew this, but Kingdom Hearts 3's Remind DLC releases January 23rd, 2020. Mm-hmm. And that is a full month before it comes to Xbox okay. One. Uh, once again, Xbox players are shafted. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. It's okay. When it comes to Square Enix stuff, Sony should get it first. Japan's very mistrustful of this American technology. <laughs> uh-huh. With with good reason, mm-hmm. right? I mean, how do you respect something that's like, here's a big refrigerator, yeah. is, is our next grand they idea. They don't understand it. They're like, what? They're like, excuse what me? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> so. um, yeah, we talked about this a little bit last week. Um, we kind of thought it would show up on State of Play. It did. Uh, the only thing we didn't know was the price point. I think it comes out at $30. So What? Yep. The DLC's $30 fucking dollars? Mm-hmm. Is it pretty substantial? Um, yeah, so it's supposed to take place within those last five hours of the game. Okay. What we deem the more interesting parts of Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, uh, Sora's fever dream before he dies. Yeah, so that, um, basically the Keyblade graveyard segments, um, it's kind of like, it's a hard thing to explain. So like in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, when Aqua basically, is it Aqua? I like Aqua. When she kind of gets sucked into the darkness, she gets her whole like kind of side DLC where that's it. It's kind of like that for Sora, where he's going to just be like kind of navigating through the darkness and getting out. Um, you get to play as Kyrie, so I don't know. It looks neat. Could you already play as Aqua? In the g- I mean, I mean, there was the moments that you played in Part Three as her, like toward the end. Yeah, but yeah. Is there a DLC planned with her or no? I'm not sure. Maybe. Daniel, you're my Kingdom Hearts correspondent. Like, how am I <laughs> supposed to know what's going on over there? They won't let me over there. Yeah, of course. So, okay, the breakdown: Birth by Sleep. There's three campaigns. Right. Three main ones, you play as Aqua, and then you play as her in a fourth one, Okay, mainly. Kingdom Hearts 3... This is hard. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking about two games here. Kingdom Hearts 3, you get to play as her towards the end. Okay. And that was awesome. Awesome. That was some of the best parts of the game. Okay. I liked Aqua. Mm -hmm. 
Not enough to get this DLC, though. No, never. (laughs) (laughs) Number six on here. Uh, Predator Hunting Grounds releases April 24th, 2020. It includes multiple predators. I got a fact for you on here. The official name of the predator species is Yacha. So, uh, (laughs) Yacha. So, no need to ask what the hell. Yacha. It is anymore. It's a a Yacha. Okay. 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 That's from the lore. I think it was first in the Dark Horse comics. Mm -hmm. And me knowing that is exactly why I'm single right now. Sure. Are you interested in this at all? No, actually. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm fucking no, interested in this game. I'm not into that kind of game. I, yeah. I say it over and over again. And the games that they, the IP that they make these games out of are always interesting. I'm like, oh, Friday the 13th? Well, I'm a horror buff. And <laughs> right. I play it and go like, it sucks being a camper. Yeah. I'm, I'm dying and I'm afraid I'm in a bush. Why do people <laughs> like this? You know? And so it's kind of the same thing. Like, if I'm not playing as a predator, I don't know how entertaining that game's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Are you going to get it? Are you going to buy Predator Hunting Grounds? Daniel? No, hell no. Uh, when we went to PAX... What if, what if you get the Jesse Ventura uh, skin, man? You saw how fucking ripped he was in that movie? <laughs> Do you remember how ripped Carl Weathers was? <laughs> yeah, he was. Do you want to watch Predator tonight, dude? Kinda. Like, let's watch let's Predator go. tonight. I got it. Let's, let's, let's do it. It's the 32nd time we've watched Predator, but cool. Let's just get a pizza and watch some Predator. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I'm not interested in it at all, to be honest. Like, I would have to be a huge Predator fan to even care about it in the slightest, and I just don't. Like when when we went to PAX, right? We got the PlayStation experience, like um, I guess pass to go play it, and I fucking just gave it up. I was like, I don't even want to go. Like, I really didn't even want to go. <laughs> yeah, that's so. fair enough. I, we we saw it when we we're walking by, and I was like, oh okay, that certainly looks mm-hmm. like a game that is pretty fucking throw away i mean if it came out at like 30 bucks or something yeah. i'd be like oh hello and then you know play it for like maybe two days before mm-hmm. never playing it again again you know I, it's I weird do. like so far the only like asymmetrical game like that that i've liked has been left for dead yeah that's bring it. back left for dead yeah that's it number seven on here platinum games is making an action game mm-hmm. whoa babylon's fall has crazy looking knights fighting crazy looking monsters and that is all we know in fact a lot of people are saying it looks a little generic mm-hmm. kinda we've also known about this game for like almost two years babylon's fall yeah really what do they you announced it at e3 either last year or the year before what yeah we've known about it really yeah can I get an audible on you? Yeah. On that one? When was Babylon's Fall first <clears throat> announced? I feel like this is the first I've ever heard about it. I'm open to the idea so, that it's been announced. I'm going to bet 2017. Babylon's Fall, when was it announced? 2017 Square Enix. According to The Verge, Platinum announced Babylon's Fall at E3 2018 for the play. My God. Was it 2018? Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So, we, okay, so not two years ago. We've already announced this? Yeah. Where the fuck was I? Yeah. There's, Daniel, I need to talk to you about a problem. <laughs> What's up? There's too many fucking video games. <laughs> it's gotten to the point, man, and I, I used to think it was a good thing. Around the mm-hmm. PS3 era, I was like, man, whew, I was starting to sweat, mm-hmm. right? I was like, there's a good game coming out, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And I gotta get them all is the problem. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think it was manageable then. I think it was manageable, but now it's it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot, dude. Babylon's Fall. Do we have the room for a Babylon's Fall, Daniel? No. I don't, I don't, so. I don't think so. Especially in 2020. I don't think so. My Hell shelf no. is already cooked. My shelf is cooked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, more Platinum Games is, like, always a good thing, right? Because they make awesome uh, IP. Like, I'm not fucked up about that. And then they make the Cora game. Eh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <That's>, okay. <laughs> then they make Licensed Direct. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> could, could, could go either way. Yeah. There. I don't know. I, again, I am, like, one of the only people in existence that didn't dig on Astral Chain. So Platinum Games can sometimes Ooh, yeah. be hit or miss for me. 
That's I'm gonna say. That's not, I don't think you're the only one that that game didn't vibe with. Yeah, mm-hmm, and but. but you know what I do vibe with? They are remastering uh, both the original Bayonetta and Vanquish, and it's gonna come out as a fucking double pack. I heard about that, like a double feature. That's basically. kind of awesome. I hear Vanquish is really good. I really like Vanquish. Mm-hmm. It's Steve Blum, by the way, is the uh, main guy. Oh, okay. Spike from Cowboy Bebop. Oh, awesome. Cowboy Bebop. Mm. That's not the theme song. I don't know. No, I it's not. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on to the shit that gets me just really buck wild here. Let me tell you, as a Capcom captain, I fucking cap approve. Can okay? you take me for a ride, man? Do you really want to take? Do you want me to do it? Do it. Bring it. Do it. Let's bring okay. it in one l- one last time for the year. All right. I'm gonna take you for a ride. <laughs> That's right, it's the Capcom Capcast, the only unofficial, official Capcom podcast that Capcom doesn't know about. We have some Resident Evil news for you today, Daniel. (laughs) I'm seeing stars. Fucking hate you. (laughs) Why did I let you do this? (laughs) You asked for it, it happened. All right, number eight, Resident Evil 3 is releasing April fucking 3rd, 2020, buddy. (sighs) Too many games. Oh, and surprise! Project Resistance is actually Resident Evil 3's multiplayer mode. Also, it has a better name, Resident Evil Resistance. God damn, that branding is saved. So I want to stop at this point and just talk about this. I'm surprised we didn't even fucking call this. We, we're bad at this. Yeah. We're bad at this, aren't we? Yeah, we're bad. <laughs> we're second-rate commentators. Who did predict this? I didn't see anybody go like, oh, we could be looking at the multiplayer for mm-hmm. R8. No, like, the way that Capcom goes, like, we've had whack-ass multiplayer spinoffs of this series before. Mm-hmm. I own Umbrella Core. <laughs> you do. I own it. So it's like, I didn't think it was out of the realm of reason that they were like, okay, here comes Capcom wanting 40 bucks mm-hmm. to, to fund part three, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But no... We were staring at part three all along, my friend, like That's a fucking conspiracy. Kind of awesome. I love it, actually. Yeah. I'm, they got me. I'm I, more down with this than I would have been to have to buy it separately. You know, it's an important thing when it comes to uh, customer fan bases. You want to delight your customer. Mm-hmm. I am delighted by this package. Mm-hmm. But I also think because they're remaking part three, which is a originally a shorter game than part two, I think they knew they had to like make up the difference by mm-hmm. giving us this kind of robust multiplayer suite yeah we talked about it last week we wondered what they would do like okay is there going to be an a campaign and a b campaign are they going to do the zapping system is there going to be some sort of multiplayer i don't think so i think it's going to be kind of adherent to the original mm. which is you mainly play as jill and then you switch to carlos at a certain point that's okay yeah it's fine all right it does seem like they're doing a little bit more like from the trailer in terms of like expanding jill's experience and her narrative Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the trailer was kind of weird it made it seem like there was stuff going on like first person as well i'm not sure if that was just like the cinematic angle no i i think remember at E3 when they mm. announced RE2 they did the same thing it was like from the perspective oh, of a rat. rat yeah 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 so like I okay. think that's how they start off to to like you know kind of trip you up mm-hmm. because it's in first person and then it's like here's Jill and it was like oh fuck it was it was a cool fucking bait and switch I'm not gonna fucking lie yeah but I think we knew it was coming right yeah, like yeah. this trailer we knew it was coming yeah, yeah. for sure but I did not know this game would be coming this fucking soon that's yeah, a surprise the turnaround on it is fucking incredible yeah but there's I mean there's obvious thought and a lot of people had speculating that they worked on this and re2 simultaneously or that it was even supposed to be part of the same package yeah i i I wouldn't i wouldn't expect that it would have like bold new ideas i think it's going to be pretty close to the experience that we got in re2 Mm -hmm. and i think that that's not a bad thing because we love that I think it might rate lower in some ways maybe unless they've done a phenomenal job which honestly after part two 
I think Capcom yeah. has earned my trust. Like, I don't even have to second guess it. Like, I, they have mm-hmm. my full faith here. I think they're going to knock it out of the park and it's going to be a cool experience either way. But, mm-hmm. like, you're right. Like, this one might rate higher for some people than it does other people. But I think overall it probably will, like, undersell and, you know, underrate. Um, I likened it to the Legend of Zelda experience with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. You're going to have one camp or the other. Yeah, yeah, so. fair enough. Um, also, hmm. looks like I'm going to be spending a pretty penny on this bad boy. There's going a collector. to be, or you already have? I haven't yet. Okay. <laughs> I haven't yet. It's a GameStop exclusive. Okay. But a dope collector's edition is releasing for $179.99, which includes a statue of Jill Valentine. Dude, I think that's actually cheaper than the, the RE2 one. I think that, or I remember spending 200 plus on Oh my that. god. Yeah, man, I'm fucking... I, I mean, you're the Capcom captain. You know they should be sending them to you at this point. You knew what I was. <laughs> I, when I made this lease agreement, I knew who you were. You knew. You're an animal. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sickness for this series. You, and I, I mean, definitely, you really do. I think it's because I missed out. I, I was telling you, I missed out as a kid on the special editions because I could barely afford getting like the normal one. Yeah. I remember Resident Evil 4, I think, came out with a cool edition or like a cool like lenticular and I can only afford this, the box standard. And mm. I was like, I'm sad, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know. Now that I'm adult, I'm just gonna burn those buckaroos. So are you gonna put the statue right next to your Leon one? Yeah, that shelf is too uh, small. I might need to get a bigger shelf. You need a big gamer shelf. Hey, right, when we move out of here, I want to get a bigger bookshelf because I'm already running out of room for physical games. Because mm. the future keeps on telling me that I need to download all my games. Mm. I'm, I, I'm just not gonna listen. Yeah, a fucking dinosaur. You're one of the reasons why GameStop is still in business. Yes. Uh, also, by the way, mm. they re-released the Resident Evil 2 one-shot demo, but it is no longer um, timed, which is nice. Yeah. So remember the, when they originally came With out? That 30-minute like demo. 30 minutes and mm. done. And they added a spooky nemesis cameo. Ooh. Now, you don't see the guy. You mm. don't see him. But you hear him go, stars, in the background. Oh, that's a signature line, yeah. Yeah, you remember from from Resident Evil 3? We go stars. Yeah, it was we great. We go stars, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it in the movie as well. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they added one more mother-effing trophy. <laughs> Which you have to have. Thus knocking me out of my perfect 100% <laughs> on PSN for Resident Evil 2. Now it's at 98%. Uh egregious capcom now i have to hunt down literally one file written by jill valentine in the game mm. to get that fucking trophy but that's cool i like that that's like that's kind of cool. post thought content i really like, like the idea to that bridge they, the gap that they yeah exactly that they updated the game to have this connective tissue mm-hmm. because you know they couldn't do that in 1999 no, they really couldn't have now they can't they have fucking nemesis saying stars in the back man this that's is cool. so cool what a, I love what a great time to be alive it's a good time it's a good time it's actually have, the best time to be a resident evil fan Honestly, yeah. 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 Probably next generation is all going to go to shit or something like that, right? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that at all. I think they're going to shift gears and do some more interesting remakes and things. So, mm, Good Resident Evils come in waves, my friend. Mm. They I've, come in threes. I've been here a long time, <laughs> Daniel. Tell me a story, stranger. I am so tired. <laughs> I'm one more Operation Raccoon City away from just turning to dust. <laughs> or going full Wesker. Going full Wesker. Yeah. Complete global saturation. <laughs> All right, I fucking geeked out enough on that. We got a lot more episode for you. We got to get into the Game Awards. Do you have any last final thoughts on Resident Evil 3, which we've discussed for three consecutive episodes? Uh, no, I'm excited to finally see Raccoon City in full devastation. Oh, uh, I'm excited for that. One quick thing, because I like to, I like to, oops, sorry, I like to talk about like you know the the, the commentary, the discourse around mm-hmm. this. 
A few people are mad that Jill Valentine has an updated design, where she is no longer uh, wearing just a tube top and a tight skirt Mm -hmm. uh, in Raccoon City. Uh, She is actually wearing, um, what's this, checks notes here, Uh, pants. She has pants in this one. sorry, pants? Pants. On a woman? Yeah, and so now you have a subset of very loud, very obnoxious gamers who have Mm -hmm. access to the internet and are growing around saying that Capcom's trying to appeal to the feminists. You know what I'm saying? Fucking Jillgate over here. Jillgate. Yeah. Gotcha. What I have to say to this is uh <laughs> maybe you should just not play video games yeah. anymore. Maybe just just get a job. Just do something. I have no doubt they have a job. Yeah. They could be any one of us. They could be a bank teller and just like fucking chill his pants on. <laughs> <laughs> just pissed about it in between transactions. That's stupid. It's the same people that get mad at like a uh, MKX, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just like what, whatever. Do, oh, you can't, you can't have a, you can't get a boner, you can't get a horny mm-hmm. to a video game character no more. Oh my god! If I only, mean, if only there, you could just bust open your PlayStation Vita and go to Pornhub, <laughs> <laughs> as the metrics have supported, that the gamers truly love their Pornhub on the Vita, especially Resident Evil. I think uh, what was it? Uh, Ada, Wong. Ada Wong was one of the most searched things on Pornhub in 2019. <laughs> yes. Crazy. I uh, may have contributed to that statistic. She's looking good in that red dress. Not going to lie. <laughs> That's a mess. Anywho. Anywho. You need to get over yourself. It's a cool fucking design. Mm-hmm. A little Laura Crofty. Yeah, I mean, what? So, in, But still a cool fucking design. In Resident Evil 1, she wore pants. And then Correct. in 3, she wore a skirt. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, actually, that. her costume reminds me of her RE1 from, like, the... the it's kind of very similar pants. Mm-hmm. Like, her fucking tactical pants. Yeah. I like that she looks super tactical. She looks like she's ready to take on yeah. 180 zombies. She looks like she's seen some shit. Yeah, dude. And I don't doubt they're gonna do alternate skins, so don't fucking worry about they it. They actually do have her original costume as an ultimate... So, boom, we're good. Alternate skin. Yeah. They're appeased. The game is yeah. all appeased. Get your dicks out of a knot and just get over it. This case is fucking closed. Yeah. Anyway, let us get on to the Game Awards, my Whoa. friend. I feel like we already covered it, and now we have to cover it again. We gotta cover it again. Because yeah, we did a whole fucking like, three-hour stream about it. We truly, truly <laughs> did, right? And we were a little late to that one, but you're, according to you, mm-hmm. we only missed the pre-show. I was hoping. Mm-hmm. Fucking Seattle traffic has been... Oh, God. It's been so bad all week. It's been the fucking worst. Yeah. So I was stuck in traffic, and I, I remember like just fucking texting you because I was parked on a highway. Uh-huh. I could not believe it. That was me on Tuesday, and I was yeah. like, I experienced road rage for the first time in forever. I'm like, okay, it's raining. It's raining a little bit. Why isn't anybody moving? There wasn't an accident. Nothing had happened. For as long as Seattle's been subjected to rain, you think people would know how to fucking drive in it. It's like a new like a new reckoning, you know? Like yeah. I don't know what happens, but basically the moment it gets a little wet, cars start flipping like yeah. frogs <laughs> out of a pond. It's insane. I'm surprised you didn't go full fucking Kevin Autolista and just fucking like zip through cars and fucking <laughs> I'm very, I'm a very careful driver, yeah. actually. Yeah, you are. I'm super careful, mm-hmm. okay? Because I treat it like a video game, and I want to fucking win, mm-hmm. all right? I want to get to the end, and I want to make sure I collect all the golden bananas so that Cranky loves me again. <laughs> Here we go! Jeff Keighley's annualized collection of video game commercials took place last week, and with it we saw the year's best games nominated and watched Resident Evil 2 get absolutely robbed. Entirely. Entirely. (laughs) Despite this unforgivable crime, the Game Awards had as many exciting world premieres as there were 
awkward performances. Were there a lot of awkward performances? Maybe I, one. I, the Grimes one was kind of The weird. Grimes one was weird. Was she, like, it was like this weird mid-90s kind of cyberpunky thing that mm. she was in. And, like, I, I get that yeah. the tone you're striking. Because, you know, what was the announcement? That her music is in cyberpunk now? Yeah, yeah. They did a whole, like, full, like, here's all these artists that are going to be in cyberpunk. So, okay. And so then it, they were playing gameplay and shit on the back. Okay, I guess it's starting to make sense why her whole, her um, whole shtick was cyberpunk, huh? I mean, yeah. they opened with churches. I thought that was pretty cool. I, which one were they? They were the opener. Really? That was yeah, the opener? With, with Laura May... Yeah, Laura Mayberry. They had the fucking Game Awards Orchestra. They showed Death Stranding footage. Okay. It, it was awesome. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Now, a really bewildering performance for me is when they got the Golden Girls up there to perform Green Day songs for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who are these old broads? <laughs> pretty weird. And then they actually got Green Day, and that they, was interesting. They, they got so old, yeah. my dog. They're, but they're still rocking. They're Ex- still playing fucking the basket case. Except for the basses. Yeah, he looks forever young. Forever young. Yeah. I wish I looked that good. And then they played a Beat Saber song. That was pretty cool. For the gamers. That was pretty cool. Okay, that was pretty dope. What was it? Jeff Keighley was like, I've always wanted to have Green Day at the Game Awards, and it finally happened. Is Jeff Keighley's life just wish fulfillment? I think like, that's what it is at this point. Like, this like, is his wet dream every year. Like, this is exact. <laughs> like, he met, um, he met the genie from kazam <laughs> and like the, but he played the long game with it he's just like i want all of my wishes to come true over an extended period yeah. of time so life is still interesting <laughs> just once a year i need these wishes to come true <laughs> <laughs> he is very proud of that show he okay is. and to be honest like you know we're gonna get in some silly ha-has mm-hmm. of course but it's it's a well put together production at the end of the day it mm-hmm. is a prolonged fucking commercial i mm-hmm. can't think of another award show like it's not like the oscars like stick around and here's some like a a world premiere trailer for a new film they don't do that Uh, for an award show what other award show is just like stick around for trailers of more upcoming shit mtv does it with like the movie awards they show like new trailers they'll do that yeah they still do the movie awards i think so i haven't watched it since like fucking 2009 but like yeah they used to show like up and coming trailers and shit Gotcha. My point is, uh-huh. I think the accolades are a little second shifted here. Oh, yeah. I think he's yeah. way more focused and proud of it being a world premiere circuit than even for, like promoting or like celebrating like the winners. Like, There's still a channel. MTV still has a channel. <laughs> You're still stuck on Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> they have a channel that's not just like reality TV. Really? No, it's probably all re- reality TV. What happened still. to VH1? It doesn't matter. Game Awards. Chef Keeley. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> no, you're right. Like a lot of it was just like wish fulfillment and world premieres, and I feel like a lot of the like nominations and awards were just kind of like second fiddle. Yeah, especially the way they announced them like really quickly. It's like, wow, that was a cool fucking premiere, huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, fuck, best audio goes over here. <laughs> you know, there were That's a few that though. like they didn't even get people to come out on stage with. They did the fucking E3 thing yeah. of like, we're just gonna announce this in between breaths. Yeah, exactly, you know, like, exactly. But I, I get that Jeff is trying to strike a different tone, and sure. I think he very, very savvy businessman, yeah. very savvy entertainer, mm-hmm. and he knows that the gamers are really there for the trailers, mm-hmm. right? But he's still going to put his professionalism to it, the prim and prop to make this shit kind of, well, we haven't had a big-ass event. Remember back in the day when it was the VGAs and they did the one with Joel McHale, and it's like, here's a fucking random set, <laughs> and you're going to show trailers and walk around and yeah. make horrible, horrible pre-written jokes? Yeah, like that. we, we have evolved. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of big announcements. All right. First of all, did you like the show? 
I thought it was fine. Yeah, that was fine. I, I had that fun. Was fine too. I had fun watching it. Like I, I, so, I was underwhelmed by some of the uh, world premieres. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff we knew was coming. Like he's like, it's going to be brand new announcements. So like they didn't really rehash anything that we like had been teased or shown before, which is kind of cool. There was a big variety of games. Yeah. I'll give it that. Right like, from lots of different like companies and platforms. We had fucking Stadia stuff, Facebook gaming stuff, Oculus. And Xbox, like it, PlayStation, Nintendo, it was really cool. And unlike, you know, what, you know, when Sony was still doing conferences, and even Microsoft to an extent, it's not like they have, like, one sizzle reel for, mm-hmm. like, mid-tier or indie games. Yeah. They were interspersed throughout, and I think that's kind of cool, where uh-huh. it's like, you can have something really small. Here's this, like, uh, I forget, one of the games on here. Here's a good example. The Devolver game. Yeah, like Maneater and shit like that, which is obviously like budget titles that, you know, or Devolver is putting out right up next to like Ghost of Tsushima. And you're just like, oh, okay, wow. You know, just as much importance. It's just a testament to like how varied and wide genre the video game industry is in terms of like the releases and things that get put out. There, I love it. I love the industry. There is something for everyone's taste. And this year, another pre-comment before we get into the announcements. This year, I hear some people talking about, like, oh, it's a soft year for gaming. And some one, one person's like, this is the trashiest year for games in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I completely disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think 2019 was a very interesting year for games. There's some That's great titles in there. And there's a lot of variety out there. Mm-hmm. I And I get it. The whole conversation's about there wasn't an obvious God of War, mm-hmm. essentially, or an obvious Last of Us. Yeah. And I'm just like, whatever. Whatever. We get those games. Mm-hmm. They have their time. I prefer a year that's just like, hmm, all of these are good choices. Yeah, like, when you look at the contenders (laughs) for, like, Game of the Year, it's like, you're right. Like, last year we had God of War, Spider-Man, Red Dead. Three obvious winners were, like, you know, they're all great in their own respect, but, like, you know, one is probably going to be more hailed over the other, where it's like, I feel like some of the ones for this year where it's like, any one of them could have taken it. Exactly. And it would have been interesting to see any of them go, you know? That's how I felt. I was like, no, it was a pretty decent year, right? Mm -hmm. But, okay. Anyway. Here's what we came for, sure. kids. The trailers. Yeah. And all the new shit. World premieres. We had the Xbox Series X revealed in the middle of the show. <laughs> Wasn't Not in it the middle. Close? It was It was towards the beginning. It was towards the beginning? Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. I remember just being like, oh yeah, here it goes. You know, rather than being something at like the end like they build up to. No, it was like towards the beginning half of it. And I'm like, I spent most of the night like racking my brain over like, so what is it? Because <laughs> the branding's really weird. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's very iPhone-y branding. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very deliberate. Sure. Uh, Phil Spencer was going around saying like, uh, yeah, we didn't have a tough time naming this because we think the name expresses like the point of the machine. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, the point of the machine is to sell more of them. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that name says. <laughs> to me yeah. <laughs> series x you know denotes that like hey what if they do the lock heart that mm-hmm. was mentioned which is like the uh the less teraflops mm-hmm. economy version of the xbox that may not have a disk drive i think mm-hmm. um and sell that as like the the xbox series s yeah or maybe they do oh here's the xbox series xl mm-hmm. is like the next edition that's like i i see what they're doing mm-hmm. right i think it's kind of lame like i've i I like PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. You know where we're at, right? Mm-hmm. We've we've leveled up five fucking times. Yeah. With Xbox, like, like 360, you're just like, oh, I'm all turned around, actually. <laughs> Xbox One? It's like, we, okay, we're at the beginning again? Or, yeah, where are we? Or we've centralized. I'm not sure what you're saying to me with your naming convention. And then this one, I mean, because like with Xbox One, we got the 1S series. We got the 1X series like in that same generation. I'm like, okay, that was confusing you know yeah now it's like okay okay i get where they're trying to go with like they're gonna have a tier of next gen games that are branded series x and then they will have their series s games it 
it's still fucking weird i get it but it's gonna make less sense to like parents walking into a GameStop and like okay so which xbox am i gonna get my kid you know um, like mom you, you literally got me brute force for the original xbox <laughs> i'm confused yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know but besides that it's apparently releasing late 2020 there's this big campaign around power your dreams that's their slogan mm-hmm. right the console itself looks like a kind of a pc tower kind of a small refrigerator a little bit of both people have been having some fun memeage time of that because of fucking course it's a launch and mm-hmm. it exists and there's the internet that's why it's happening yeah. um i think it looks kind of sleek like it's fine but yeah. it also looks like it'll crush clementine yeah so i like that you can reorient it anyway like it is vertical but you can lean it horizontally yeah. you can have it any which way how crazy is it though that we got the reveal at the game awards did not expect yeah it. I, did, I wasn't either but I, I thought that was an e3 one for sure yeah for sure yeah. but it, it's this gen has been weird for like system announcements like the way mm-hmm. fucking sony announced like ps5 it's just like okay i guess they just picked their platform of choice and go with it do you want to hear um some fucking ad copy hype Sure. From Xbox.com uh, about yeah. this thing. So here, here's their their vision. Quote, Xbox Series X will be our fastest, most powerful console ever and set a new bar for performance, speed, and compatibility, mm-hmm. allowing you to bring your gaming legacy, thousands of games from three generations and more, forward with you. Its industrial design enables us to deliver four times the processing power of Xbox One X. Holy shit. In the most quiet and efficient way. Oh. I do appreciate that. My, my pro is loud. It's pretty fuck. fucking loud. <laughs> Something that is critically important delivering truly immersive gameplay. End quote. Okay, huh. so we already know it's four times as powerful. Mm-hmm. Some of the spec notes says that uh, it is trying to hit somewhere as a standard between 60 frames per second and 120 frames per second. So hmm. shit like Halo, first person shooters yeah gonna be silky smooth mm. basically and they want to hit 8k next generation okay. is going to be about 8k yeah even if the tvs and the money ain't there for it right now 8k tvs are like 1500 dollars mm. plus we're back to where we were with 4k tvs which are now fucking like 20 bucks on the yeah. street <laughs> these days as long as it does like uprising like <laughs> if i could play it on a 4k tv and then play it on an 8k tv and it kind of is like the same you know yeah i i think that would be uh, <clears throat> something that's totally supported but yeah i don't hear anything about teraflops um the teraflops? fucking i didn't I, put it in the, the doc the flops, I'm, man. I'm sorry dude <laughs> no, i forget okay. it's okay do you want me you want to do a quick no, look up i actually Google. don't give a shit <laughs> how many teraflops is the xbox series x Oh no, it's looking up Tara Reed on Sex Hub. According to The Verge, (laughs) the Xbox One X is 6 teraflops of GPU performance, so the Xbox Series 10 could be capable of 12 teraflops. Does it think it's the Series 10? Maybe. It just said Series 10. Yeah. Where, where are we at with this name? <laughs> Even fucking Siri doesn't know. Wow. Okay, so that said it was t- uh, 12 ter- teraflops, right? Okay. Fantastic. So that's a lot of fucking teraflops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're flopping around with these games. Jesus H. Christ. Okay, that's cool. That's that's pretty neat. Yeah. And, and they had an initial trailer. They showed our boy Master Chief. And also, mm-hmm. oddly enough, they used the writings of British writer alan watts mm-hmm. to sell it his whole spiel about dreams and whatnot yeah which listen i'm which, not gonna get mad at them for you know using it in an ad campaign mm-hmm. even though it's like i don't think the dude ever thought that that's what would happen yeah with his shit i mean we know it most famously from that giraffe giraffe song correct 
Yeah, and the whole thing was just like, you know, going on the concept of dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're talking about, oh, what if what if there was a dream that wasn't under control? And then like they yeah. ended right there with like, look, it's endless possibilities. But the actual like fucking writing itself, like some of this shit is just like, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's kinda out there. <laughs> if you read the whole thing, I don't know if Xbox really would have known. Knew. Here's a here's a fun one. That's why Sony didn't use it for dreams. If you awaken from this illusion, this is Alan Watts, if you awaken from this illusion and you understand that black implies white self implies other life implies death or shall i say death implies life <laughs> you can feel yourself not as a stranger in the world not as something here in probation not as something that has arrived here by fluke but you can begin to feel your own existence is absolutely fundamental oh my god is that what they're trying to say that's how you sell a console to me <laughs> right? like that's, that's money right there man <laughs> they should have used the actual good lines yeah. in there <laughs> that's fucking crazy but yeah we know from a giraffe's giraffe song mm-hmm. and I made a joke out of him on twitter just going like you guys did it better with your, your song I am shimmer and they replied like I wish i wish xbox would give us like a free xbox or something right and they actually tagged them (laughs) that's awesome it's like i respect you math rock band i respect you so we had a lot of announcements and i think it's kind of cool that we got the xbox uh, series x announced first to lead into the actual games yeah not excited for this though are you gonna pick this up not least of which my friend is that senua's saga hellblade 2 is an xbox exclusive do you like that that's good because i wrote x up but it just sounds like exclusive when Mm -hmm. you say it out loud yeah i'm excited i'm excited for that the first one's really fucking good and this is the ninja Geary ninja theory game that i want oh no i meant are you excited for the xbox series one x oh that's a different question yeah like yeah because i was leading off of that you know i think small yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just let into (laughs) (laughs) like i know you're excited for another senua sacrifice game yes 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 uh which started as a ps4 exclusive Mm -hmm. and is now switch sides yeah. my god it's funny we talked about that too we're like um i wonder what's gonna get announced and i'm like probably a new studio acquisition but i didn't even think about ninja theory at all yeah no yeah i mean well they already have bleeding edge coming out for the xbox one mm-hmm. uh and i thought that's all they were working on i was like really mm-hmm. they're known for like really good single player games and they're making this kind of goofy mad world knockoff yeah i, I don't know but I could be wrong. It could be excellent. It could be a game they always wanted to make. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Am I excited for the Xbox Series X? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I've been out of the Xbox eco- ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? I don't play the One very often yeah, at all. Yeah, you really don't. Play my PS4 all the time. But m- maybe if they came out with like this bombastic launch lineup and it was mm-hmm. like, here's these features that you cannot miss out mm-hmm. on, I'd be like, yeah, maybe. Okay. And price is a big factor, too. That's true. This shit looks like a premium console. It really does, though, yeah. So, like... We already kind of have a de- an idea that the PS4 price, which leaked, mm. is like about 500 Yeah. What do you think? They're going to go low? They're going to go above? They're going to go low? They're going to go above? It depends on how they launch it. If they do... I mean, we don't know. They could do an Xbox Series 1 X and S at launch, <laughs> have a budget one, have a premium one. At launch? Yeah. That would be pretty wild. Mm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they do wild shit in, the, in their space now. But, okay, so send you a sacrifice. Say it comes out as a... Or, sorry. Hellblade 2? Is that what we're going to call it? Hellblade 2? So it was Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, Sacrifice, and now it's Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. So basically, (laughs) do you remember Rambo? It It was First Blood, Yeah. and then it was Rambo First Blood 2. So confusing. 
And then it was Rambo 3. What the fuck? What the fuck? But like, okay, say this comes out as a launch title. Is that enough to get you interested and get your money? It's like, you really like the first one. I really do, but not that. No, no, not not, not by itself. It would have to be like, oh, we're definitely having Halo Infinite and Mm -hmm. a couple of others. I, I don't know. And if it comes out at the same time period as the PS5, I'm going to get a PS5 yeah, first. I'm, I'm not going to buy both at the same time. Sure. I'll probably just fucking wait until the Xbox library is badass. Mm. Or maybe, maybe, Daniel, mm. I get swayed by the lower price one and go, oh, let me save a buck or two and download my games from mm. now. I don't know. Are you excited? I mean, I'm pretty indifferent <laughs> to the Xbox ecosystem. So, yeah, like, that's how I feel. I'll stand back and be curious and but see, I, see what goes. I think this is cool. And yeah. I think, like, you know, if you're an Xbox uh, in, ingrained in that ecosystem and mm. all that shit, I think it might be pretty exciting yeah. for, like, wow, this is a really fucking powerful console. Mm. They have been shoring up their studios for a very long time to basically launch this full on, very, like, assault mm-hmm. at launch. I, I think it's promising for sure. Yeah. Who knows? It's not above the realm of possibility that I pick it up mm. eventually. You know I'm sick for games. You you have a sickness. You like slipping on them. Yeah, I like I'm <laughs> slipping on these fucking bastards. All right, we have more varied news here. Actually, uh, Godfall is oh. officially the first title to be announced for the PlayStation 5. Pretty crazy. Yeah. I was telling you that during the, the, the live stream, and you are just like, yeah. <laughs> I they just, said PlayStation at the beginning, and I was like, "No, no, 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 dude! Yeah. It's a PlayStation Five game." And you're like, "Yeah, like who's on first? Like back and forth?" <laughs> yeah, I was just like, "Yeah, okay." So they announced it, but like then you're like, "This is the first time we have an official PlayStation Five launch game," and I was like, "Yeah, I guess that is pretty big." Yeah, like, that's huge. It's the first one. Like we have a lot of games that are assumed to be coming out for the PlayStation Five, but yeah, and it is apparently from Gearbox Publishing. That's even crazier. Like what? <laughs> yeah, Counterplay uh, Games is making it, and apparently they're calling it a. <laughs> A looter slasher. Of course. <laughs> and it will be... In the, here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not expressly announced throughout the show, unless I missed it on some of the trailers, but this one is an Epic Game Store exclusive for PC. Mm, I don't think they said that during the show. Yeah. yeah. I've been seeing Oof. that like a lot through the news articles going mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, we asked him what it's actually coming out on. Yeah. It's like uh, PC first for like a couple of these titles on, Ep- on Epic mm. Game Store. That don't make the gamers happy. Jeff knew to keep that shit on the mind. Yeah, he's like, they're going to riot. They're going to throw ooblets at us. Yeah, so this could be cool. Godfall could be interesting. It looks really dope. It looks like kind of like a fucking... I don't even know what to compare it to. Like, very tactical in terms of the combat. It looked like there were, like, a ton of big boss fights. Yeah. And, and they looked like gonna... future knights. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it's going to be, like, co-op and that that sort of, like, hack and slashy feel and, like, looting, that, like, it sounds like a cooler, I don't want to say cooler version of Diablo, but it sounds like, you know, a more modern Diablo. A more modern Diablo? Yeah. Wow, a, yeah. p- a post-Diablo. A post-Diablo. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because we talked about, like, hey, what could Gearbox do next? Like, what could they do that isn't Borderlands? And Well, this is their publishing side, yeah. you know? I think, uh, and this is probably one of the bigger games that's come out of their publishing side, mm. to be honest with you. New IP for new console. Goodness gracious. Yeah. A next-gen console, I should say. But yeah, we got a lot of games on here, dude. This mm. is, there's fucking literally, like... 16 more games we got to talk about. Sure. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're going to go. Uh, Riot Games has two of them. So we're going to knock two off the list. Okay. Riot Games is making single-player League spinoffs, League of Legends. So the first one is Ruin King, a League of Legends story. That mm. one's being developed by Airship Syndicate. And then there is one called Convergence, where they decided to spell it C-O-N-V slash R-G-N-C-Z. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Sure. That's by Double Stallion Games. Both are published under the Riot Forge indie label. Uh, cause they don't know how to make the games themselves. Basically they made a statement. They're like, that's not really our strong suit. We've yeah. been making a MOBA for like 
1400 years mm-hmm. so we're making other studios just play around with our ip what do you think of that idea of like that brand extension in that way i think it's cool cool moving yeah, on like, I, Number like, five. No, here's kidding. the thing like i'm not a fan of league but i do think it's interesting to expand like the universe and lore and giving characters like one-off games in a single player format i think that's neat you know? Yeah, I guess if you would oppose yeah. it where it's like if Overwatch did that eventually. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like Blizzard did it with Overwatch, mm-hmm. where isn't it just like, oh, part two, it's like, here's a fighting game based on the property. Mm-hmm. Here's a single player story where you're just playing as Bastion or some shit. Yeah, or like, here's like a mech-based game and you just play as D.Va. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be mad about that. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how that goes. They're also putting League on consoles, and these are coming to consoles as well, not just PC, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of stuff to pack in with Bright. Sure. Uh, next thing is that Wizards of the Coast is publishing a successor to Baldur's Gate, Dark alliance called dungeons and dragons dark alliance hmm. um card games lot, no 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 no, <laughs> no 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 my friend these are these are diablo-esque actually oh wait no i was thinking ahead sorry yeah that's totally yeah yeah yeah. no this is not the card games thing but okay. i i forgive you for being mistaken because wizards, wizards of the coast of is like coast, yeah yes. primarily a card game yeah company. they do magic they do yeah. all the rest <laughs> of them. yeah they had a lot of announcements i think there was also a magic mmo that i didn't write down yeah because yeah, yeah. i was just like what whatever um no Baldur's gate is actually a pretty renowned game and yeah. i think um what bioware did that originally or someone or i think it was BioWare. from bioware yeah so that's cool dark mm-hmm. lines coming back put on the switch <laughs> now here's the real shit sure <laughs> I like how you skip the line with this. Like, this is towards the end of the show, and you're like, we got to talk about it now. <laughs> I do. It's like about Gearbox games. we got to talk about this shit. Okay. Oh, can fat. I leave? I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm not yeah. feeling this. You're not feeling this no, conversation? Go? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got Fast and Furious Crossroads coming for PC, PS4, and Xbox One okay. May 2020. It has... Listen, it's all about family, mm-hmm. Daniel. It stars Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez... Uh-huh. Tyrese. Yeah. It's got uh, Asia Kate Dillon. It's got Sonequa Martin Green. It's got everybody, dude. It even got fucking Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez on stage. To they were on it. stage, and there was some chemistry. There was chemistry. They were looking a little misty eyed. They were looking a little misty eyed. They were going to make out almost. They're, they're not together no more, huh? No. Could have fooled me. I'm sorry. Did they think they were at like Spike TV? Like, what was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> they they couldn't get Keanu back, and uh, they're yeah. just like, you know what? What's. What's adjutant? <laughs> Who's available? Oh, yeah, Vin Diesel probably. Who's available? And Vin Diesel does love video games. He set up a game studio, like, years ago. Oh, and, really? Yeah, like, Ty- Tyron Studios or mm-hmm. Titan Tyron. Some, something with a T. Okay. Titan. No, 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 no. <laughs> and... Do you think this game looks good, my friend? No, I think this game looks like trash. <laughs> I'm made- so sorry. Like, it looks really bad, and it looks like fucking 10 years too late. I love family, and I love I love Fast and the Furious, but this game does not look good. But you're not going to get me to do this. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it is from a developer that has made a car game before, yeah, at okay, least. Right? Uh, yeah, sure. They made Project Cars, so slightly Mad Studios sorry. is developing, and then your favorite, Bandai Namco, is publishing. <laughs> like, I don't mean to like, tear down any studio, because I'm sure making a video game is hard, but it doesn't yeah, look good. It doesn't doesn't look good you're right you're like oh my god anyway moving on and yeah honestly i'm not gonna pick it up either and you buy a lot of racing games i buy a lot of games Mm -hmm. (laughs) but sometimes you gotta you gotta draw a line in the sand for Mm -hmm. this kind of shit you know what i'm saying all right here's what's actually cool this is very cool the wolf among us 2 is back on the prowl yeah so there's a little background to this Mm -hmm. the fake telltale 
formerly known as LCG Entertainment, they just bought the name and their assets, it's mm. not actually Telltale, is releasing the sequel from, well, the assets that they took. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ad Hoc Studio, who is made up of former Telltale employees, is developing the game. There's okay. no date, and this is another one where on PC it's going to be an Epic Game Store exclusive. Okay. Sorry, gamers. Original Bigby Wolf and Snow White voice actors are returning. Interesting. So I would have fucked up about it if, like, they absorbed Telltale like that, but didn't use, like, the original team or talent. But I think it's cool that they're bringing on, like, ex-Telltale for it, you know? Give it the heart. Yeah. What? I think it's just weird to parade around as Telltale. I mean, how do you sell it otherwise? Or not or not even, like, rename yourself and be like, oh, we're Telltale LCG now, mm. so you can know that, like, hey... Yeah, we're an extension or something. Like, it's not like, oh, uh, uh, we had a Hail Mary in the bank mm-hmm. that found an extra $14 million or $100 million yeah. laying around, and everyone's back and everyone's happy. Nope, you just fucking took the corpse of Telltale. And you're parading it around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a weird thing. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But the same thing happened to Atari no less than, like, a dozen times. Yeah, it happens to studios sometimes yeah mm-hmm. yeah like I, I think the lucas arts name is still going around and i'm just like i'm pretty sure there's a big hubbub about everyone getting shut down over there yeah. so is that just another thing or just like it's a name you yeah. know i think it's a weird thing anyway it's it sucks because like it's not gonna like wash away what happened to telltale like a year ago like that's still pretty tragic and awful no. and i really like wolf among us mm-hmm. i i don't know how this is gonna shake out but you know can't be the worst thing in the world yeah and i guess also too since this is going to be a new era of Telltale properties, like, okay, do we still do the episodic thing? You know, is it going to be question. different? Is it going to be, like, just a main narrative? Who knows, you know? Yeah, like, why do that anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, you could, obviously, like, you know, the the name is good. Mm-hmm. At least in this instance, the Wolf Among Us name is good mm-hmm. amongst gamers. I think you can get away saying, like, here's a $30, $35 product that's complete Mm -hmm. basically but yeah you know we talked about that before with uh what's the other studio that loves to do that shit don't nod don't nod yeah where we're just kind of wondering like looking at each other like why is this episodic yeah i mean take a note from like super massive just fucking release a whole game like it doesn't have to be like a 12 hour game you can release like a four to six hour game yeah man 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 we fucked up by not buying that um did we I didn't hear it was very good. Well, we needed to support the idea that they like we were going. I, I well, was super into it, dog. We're I on really our was. high horse over here, yeah. saying that like, why not release the whole thing at once? And when a studio does, we're like, go, go away. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's different. It's different because like until dawn was like, by all means, a good game. That was even a great though game. it wasn't like my favorite. Yeah. I think it did a lot of things very well. So you know, yeah. it's different. We, we stayed away from Medan though. Mm-hmm. Okay, the other thing on here, the next thing is that the third Bravely Default game is called Bravely Default Two. <laughs> All right, Square Enix is making this one, and because Bravely Second just didn't get the job done, they decided to go with the hard two on this one. This one was like interesting to see unravel because at first we thought it was Project Octopath Traveler Two. Yeah, and then it looked really cool with like some of the sprites, but then when they did like the three D renders of the characters, I'm like, "Eh, I don't really know. Yeah, I saw that, and I was Mm. like, hmm. Well. We'll let the gamers decide mm-hmm. on this one. I've never played a Bravely <clears> Default, <throat> but I hear they were pretty popular on like the 3DS. Me neither. Yeah. I didn't play them, but yeah, I, I know they're popular. Mm-hmm. Good for everyone. Yeah. I was actually more excited for Octopath Traveler exactly. 2 being like the next thing, because yeah. I know that game was a hotness, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Gears Tactics is releasing April 23rd, 2020. <clears throat> 28th? <clears throat> Excuse me? 28th? Are you challenging me? I'm re- literally referencing like what you wrote in the talk. <laughs> I know. Can I, know. I, can I get the motion court? <laughs> I'm not feeling this conversation. 
<laughs> yep. Okay. So Gears Tactics. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't either. I'm sure somebody likes it. Whatever. Uh, you haven't. What did you do here? <laughs> you have a little addition here, a B plot to my my <laughs> yeah. entry. What is this? Star Wars is coming to Fortnite. Yeah. Okay. It's How? Good. I wasn't paying attention to this. Literally, I go fucking um static tv whenever um, Fortnite they is just did the thing where they're like okay here's some character renders that look like um i think it's ray and finn and that's cool aren't they doing a thing where they're like shutting down the game for an hour so people can watch like a clip from rise of the skywalker oh really yeah that's kind of cool yeah JJ's going to be there, and he's going to be like, hello, my children. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is just, like, it really just speaks to the success of Fortnite, that they can get things like Marvel properties, and now this, and what, John Wick. They can do whatever the fuck they want, They're just doing whatever the fuck they want, because they got that big money. Okay, so here's an interesting question, because of given, like, their status, and the fact that they basically do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. Do you think they can inform Legislator? Probably. Do you think they have, like, a lobbyer for them? Like, someone's someone's in Washington, mm-hmm. like, you know, making some pro-Fortnite choices out there? They're using AOC as, like, a puppet. <laughs> they're coming in after <laughs> this microtransaction war that's, <laughs> that's going on here. And they're like, actually, it's quite ethical. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing on here, Maneater, which is made by Tripwire Games, still looks fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And there's still no release date. And it's still a PC exclusive. Uh, that's a bummer. It looks so fucking good. Dude, you can upgrade your shark <laughs> shark where, upgrades where he has like fucking like bone daggers sticking out what? of him it gets fucking crazy it's gonna be a force of destruction i need this game daniel Bring you it to, know the switch. I lo- to the switch yeah. oh dog that would be so hot fucking give me yeah. this game i want it and you just eat people it's like ape out but with sharks this is like more varied this is an yeah, yeah, open know, world know, shark it's, game it's kind of awesome my dude <laughs> Have you ever heard of such a thing? No, but I want 10 of them. I want 19 of them. <laughs> All right, this is a cool thing. Warframe's, um, help me out here, Empyrean? Empyrean? Sure. Empyrean. Yeah, Empyrean. Empyrean. Nice. Empyrean expansion launched during the Game Awards. It just happened. They are like, hey, turn on your monitor, gamers. We mm-hmm. got fucking Empyrean for you. That's cool. It's always cool when shit like <laughs> launches like day and date like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love the day and dates, man. Mm-hmm. I love the day and dates. But uh, Warframe, a lot of... We've just never played this game. It's it looks of... cool. What are they, ninja mechs? Yeah, they're like ninja ninja mech people. Mm-hmm. They're a cyborg ninja from fucking Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and they go around slicing and dicing. They're called, what are they called? Tenos? Tanos? Tenos? Tenos. Mm. Yeah. It seems cool. Who really knows? I played it 100 years ago. Did you really? I really did. Mm. When I first got the PS4, and it was kind of uh, looking anemic when it came to games that weren't <laughs> Black Flag or Call of Duty Ghosts. Fuck. Yeah, so I was like, hey, this game's free, and I played it, and I was like, this is okay. And then I remember downloading it on a whim like a, like a year later, mm-hmm. and I was like, this game's different. Wow, what the <laughs> fuck? They changed like, the controls and shit? Yeah. So, yeah. Apparently people like, they say it's the better Destiny. Okay. <laughs> sure. Move on. <laughs> Number 12, uh, Controls Expeditions also launched for free, mm. and the first DLC called The Foundation releases March 26th. Fuck yeah. I'm excited for this. I am. I actually would probably have to buy the game then. <laughs> oh, you borrowed mine. Yeah, I borrowed yours for like a month. It's on sale. It's on the Game Awards sale. Oh, okay. I think it's like half off on PSN right now. Sure. Yeah, they're doing a couple mm. couple sales. I kind of want to own a physical. You want a physical? Yeah, I do. Not mine. No, not yours. That's buy, mine, buddy. I'll buy it off you. <laughs> yeah? How yeah, much? $30. Oh, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than GameStop would give you. I, I'm a little hesitant to jump back on Expeditions because, like, yeah. I, I have not played the game. And I, rem- <laughs> I, remember the, I remember the combat being um, not especially forgiving. Mm-hmm. So having something that's based around, like, challenges in the combat mm-hmm. might be a little difficult. 
I really do hope they hope they considered like scaling it and balancing the combat a little better for this. Yeah. But we'll see. But we haven't gone back back since they've I'm sure they've been patching it ever since launch. Yeah, what well, we beat it and platinumed it in September, which is when it came out. So yeah. it's been like three months. Yeah, same yeah. same month platy. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. Good turnaround. Can't say the same about Death Stranding. God. Oh no, you're working it. on it. God that damn it. Next thing on here is befuddling. It was something called Prologue. Apparently it's the next game from the PUBG guy, who mm-hmm. uh Brendan Green. And it features a trademark mechanic called stress of which i have enough of <laughs> that was the one that we looked at each other and we were like oh what the fuck is this You're like what is it it was barely anything it was nothing we were just yeah. like we were like is that a commercial for what was that a commercial well, what was this anyway well, apparently he's always wanted to make a single player game okay cool and that's what this is supposed to be i'm supportive but yeah. like literally show us more than like a couple of trees and then be like logo <laughs> like, i was like prologue i was like what's that a prologue too it was like that trailer for the new um christopher nolan joint mm-hmm. tenant where it just shows uh what was it john david washington mm-hmm. is that his name just fucking standing and huffing and then it's like it's time for a new protagonist and you're like you i don't know what this movie is <laughs> okay. i have no idea what you're showing me <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Uh, next game that was shown off was Amazon Games MMO New World. Mm-hmm. It's releasing for PC on May 2020. I don't know if I remember this one. I think we thought it was like that Ubisoft fighting game but with, with like the samurais and the fucking Vikings in the same game. For Honor. Oh, uh, I, I both thought it was For Honor and then Assassin's Creed, uh, whatever that one is supposed to be. Uh, the new Viking one? Yeah. Yeah, I, no, it, it was strange. And mm. I was just like, I never would have gotten an MMO out of that trailer. Yeah. But okay, sure. cool. We'll see what yeah. happens. Is this the first game they're putting out? Not necessarily. They've mm. put out a few mobile games, but okay. this is probably like the highest profile game that they've okay. released. Full disclosure, I do work for Amazon, but mm. I have nothing to do with Amazon games mm. and I have no idea what's going on over yeah. there. So I am just a spectator like the rest of you. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that turns out to be. Uh, next thing on here that actually looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Devolver Digital is publishing Weird West. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Wolf Eye, a studio made up of X Arcane developers. Mm-hmm. You remember them from Dishonored when I, I bought that. it for you and yeah. you didn't play it? I, I think it's still wrapped. <laughs> did I get you two or did you I get you? You got me two. Oh my god. But two came with one. What? I saw I got you both fucking games still wrapped. Oh goodness. It's been a crazy few years for games, man. I'll get to it when I get to I know, it. buddy. I yeah. know backlog yeah. uh so weird west combines the western and the occult for kind of a wastelandish isometric adventure mm-hmm. i like those types of games i know you're not like the biggest fan of them like with the top down sort of view i wouldn't say i'm not the biggest fan of them i just don't it's not my first go-to like when i do play them i enjoy them yeah you hate yeah. them you think they're dog shit yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 we talked about it sure i think that's totally fair you think they're totally dog shit i'm not okay. really feeling this conversation <laughs> Can we <go> on? <laughs> i think it looks cool like yeah, i know it looks great when they showed like the western with the like zombie creatures yeah, and shit i was like yeah. what the fuck apparently weird west is a subgenre. is it and i'm like well huh. uh, cowboys versus aliens is technically kind of weird mm. west not zombie enough. that's what they should make the next bioshock bioshock weird west weird west yeah. am i there right we go. dude right Ah, if only. But this looks cool. I'll pick it up. Looks like a Switch game. Yeah. Um, The next thing on here is the Forest sequel, Sons of the Forest, is coming for you. This one was really weird. The fucking, the woman doing the really sexy-ass dance. Crab walk. And then growing arms and legs and turning into a tree. She was like humping a log. Yeah, that was a lot. A That was was a lot. (laughs) That was like, didn't we, weren't we talking about Mario Party and then we switched over to (laughs) fucking, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah, that was a rough one there. But uh, I haven't played The Forest. It is a survival horror, heavy on the survival, kind Mm -hmm. of like, you know, you gotta 
gather up supplies and camp out and survive and you know the conditions yeah. and these creatures running around i mean this looked kind of spooky kind of spooky it looked like what the blair witch game should have been yeah <laughs> i heard the blair witch game is kind of disappointing mm-hmm. uh, it's coming to ps4 is it coming to ps4 yeah Okay. Check it out. And the last thing on here is, well, this is something that interestingly got teased at State mm. of Play. Ghost of Tsushima got literally a 30-second advertisement yeah. to just say, go watch Jeff Keighley's award show yeah. for the full trailer. I wonder how much like he got. I don't much, know. How much Tony paid him for it or That's something. That's some synergy, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're looking at their numbers and going like, hmm, our average state of play pulls yeah. in this amount of viewers. Yeah. Game Awards in 2018 pulled in however fucking many gamers that they watch, yeah. right? And they probably like, hey, let's just do it there. Well, they did this thing, we forgot to mention at the end of state of play, where they did the, they celebrated Sony's 25 years of play. Mm-hmm. And then, I forget who it was, like the head Ken Katarugi, yeah. I think. He's like, we got one more thing for you. And they showed Ghost of Tsushima, but it was like literally a 30 second, <laughs> like fucking cinematic trailer. And I was like, is that really it? So like after two years, that's it. <laughs> so are you are you excited for this game? Like, oh, I'm so excited. You say okay. Yeah. I, I okay. I love feudal Japan yeah. stuff. I love I love this. I love Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Infamous fan. Mm-hmm. Two even even Second Son. I was like, this is yeah. pretty good. You played them all. I'll play them all. Even the vampire one. Yeah. Mm. He plays a, a vamp. This is a vampire. Is that one called Vampire? It was called Blood Harp. No, Blood Orleans. <laughs> it was like in the New Orleans area. And you're a vampire. What was it called? You're going to kill me. Doesn't matter. Blood in the Bayou. Blood in the Bayou. (laughs) That's a good one. Infamous Blood in the Bayou. (laughs) A new novel by Daniel. (laughs) Okay, so I don't quite know what this game is because I don't know how open world it's going to be, how Mm -hmm. story focused. Are you doing missions? Is it it like just pure agency stuff? I don't know. There's been no clear definition of what it is. Yeah, they're not really showing a lot of gameplay. Mm -hmm. gameplay, And I'm just kind of like, dude... Sony, you can't just like adopt the Death Stranding Kojima mm. style for all of your games now, where it's like super mysterious. You don't mm. show us anything; it's just cinematics for like a long time. I mean, we talked about it pretty extensively when we did the stream, but I, you're like, "Are you excited? Are you going to pick it up?" And like, I went through my motions of why I was excited for it. I was like, "Okay, it looks like there's horseback combat. It looks like there's traversal. It looks like it's an open world type game, like a." infamous title you know we've known um looks very narrative heavy it looks like there's like kind of tactical combat it looks like there's so many cool elements stealth weapon arsenal but like you're like yeah but still i don't really know what it is and i'm like well fuck it like sony has good faith with me you know like they can sell me on just the sony brand alone listen and like that's the thing they know they can do that they did it with death stranding so listen listen i i didn't mean Uh i didn't mean to look like i was eroding my faith and Sony, you sir. look like a non-believer. I, I, I okay. Yeah. You gain my trust mm-hmm. when I can see HUD. I know on I the know. screen when you... I know that it's authentic <laughs> gameplay, and I know like can it kind of have a taste of like mm-hmm. what am I going to be doing yeah. in the game? Not just like sell me on the high concept yeah, yeah. of it. You have my trust. Yeah. You have my interest. You right? were burned too many times by like bulk shots and gearbox. I've been around a long <sighs> time, Daniel. A long time. <laughs> I am excited. Yeah. I, I hope it's good. And we got a summer 2020 release mm-hmm. date, so that firmly places it as a PS4 game. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably their last. It's gonna be their last major exclusive before yeah, next gen. Which that's is a thing cool. to think about. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I like that there is some breathing room between that and The Last of Us Part Two. I. I put this game as coming out probably in August. I think August. It's an August release. Yeah, we can hope because yeah. we have a busy fucking 
first quarter. Here, I'm gonna going well, in the quarter two of next year too. Here, you want to place a bet? You want to just do a prediction game real quick? Sure. When do you think it's gonna come out? Uh, I think it's gonna come out. I would place. I would place it in August. I would place it like I would even say like August twenty eighth. Like end of August, kind of, kind of. Uh, yeah, it's kind of what I was looking at, mm-hmm. like August twenty first or August fourteenth. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I okay. think that's fair. We'll see. Yeah, but if it's like June or July, I'll be like, God mm. damn it, I'm winded. Especially like, dude, give me some time to sit mm. with Last of Us, which comes out in May. Yeah, give me some time to sit with all those spring games. Like Jesus, let me rest. Yeah. Video games. There's, again, we're going back to this. There's too many fucking games. You need to fucking put up the Gamergate and stop the games from coming in. I think we need to have like some sort of meritocracy going on here, where <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh. What is your what is your roadmap look like? Mm-hmm. What what is this? How many games as a service do we need? Out <laughs> out of out. It's out, and they're like, no, we've been working on this hard for years. <laughs> do I look like someone that cares? <laughs> you need to get out of the room. You're upsetting me. Yeah. <laughs> Popping my blood pressure pills the entire time. <laughs> this one looks cool. Yeah, it looks awesome. I'm, I think I think my big question is like, okay, what's the combat going to be like? Is it going to be like Sekiro or Soulsborne? Like. I kind of hope it isn't, right? Yeah, I want it to be kind of its own thing. Yeah, me too. Because be, already because it looks so Sekiro-ish, mm. honestly. I don't think it's going to be that. But yeah. I, it looks I, like it leans more on the traditional side in terms of like Japanese culture. Right. Too. Yeah, but I do hope that there's like definitely some skill involved with the combat. Yeah. Like you have to, you know, learn to get good with it mm-hmm. and get honed in and trained. And I wouldn't mind if there's parries and shit, but I just don't want it to be like one of those like if I die, I lose something and have to go yeah. back. And I don't repeat. want that so much. Yeah, I kind of want like the God of War approach, kind of have it like circuited in a way in terms of like open worldness and like light action rpg elements. like really focused instead yeah. of like yeah. give me a skill tree give me stuff i can maybe like level and have an affinity for what if so. it's bigger than we can imagine though right like mm. i'm doing the pie in the sky sort of yeah. thing but what if it is like this is sort of gta-ish i'm going between town to mm. town like gta slash red dead yeah yeah right like you're living out the, the life of a samurai mm-hmm. going between village and village and taking on their missions and like oh, help we need help sir there's mm-hmm. fucking uh, bandits in the woods and you're like yeah i can kill 14 bandits for mm-hmm. some gold you know like, <laughs> yeah like I, I i'd be cool with that i think it would be a little more reeled in than games like that like i don't think they're gonna send us on like 50 of the same like fetch quests but like have like main sort of loyalty missions or things within those villages or outposts whatever yeah like that's that's my question too is there something is there like a mechanic kind of like horizon and um far cry where you're unlocking parts of the map and you're you know doing something is there a fucking tower essentially is my question you know it's like and then suddenly there's question marks all over my head Mm -hmm. and my map (laughs) but we we do have to know that it is a big game if you are traversing the world on horse like that is kind of an indication of its scale in some Mm. way i don't like horses Mm. (laughs) <laughs> we lost them <laughs> yeah now i'm disinterested mm. i don't want this game no more horses no yeah no 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 i walk thank you very much <laughs> you want to move on to the list of winners please do now we won't like just announce every yeah. winner and go through like but mm. I, I do want to go through the main category should we save the no i don't care so game of the year <laughs> just go for it man. let's just go for it dude game of the year went to fucking sekiro I'm shadows so die twice i'm not mad about this no, i'm not either i still submit mm-hmm. that resident evil 2 was motherfucking robbed yeah. because okay if not game of the year how about one of the other categories that it was nominated it for? was up for like a lot of things like I think best action game, best sound. It didn't win anything. This, it really didn't win it shit. It didn't win shit. It's kind of a bummer. So best action game on... Oh, by the way, thank you, Polygon.com, for very cleanly mm. mapping this out oh, for yeah. us. Thank you. Um, go give 
Austin Gosselin a click. Thank mm-hmm. you, Austin G. Um, best action game of the year. Well, you want to trade off? No, I just want to. I want to take a moment to talk, talk about Secure real quick, just because I think like that is an interesting list, and I think it's an interesting game to win, just because of the conversation that surrounded it this oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I didn't mean the yeah railroad. No, no. In term, I mean, we're gonna do probably in detail talks about the shit when we do our own game of the year episode. So we're not gonna go like super in depth, but like. For a game like this that was like a Soulsborne game by all fucking means and explanation, and it had its action RPG stuff, like it had its fucking skill trees, and it had its like elements to it, different gameplay stuff, you know, Japanese folklore, all that stuff, but it seemed like a fucking high bar game in terms of like accessibility, so the fact that it reached so many people to get that high level impression on them and be like, yo, this is game of the year is kind of cool. Because, you know, we've heard it time and time again, right? When you mentioned Dark Souls, people just go like, oh, I don't know why you want to play something like yeah. that. You know, and then to see it be like, hey, it's grown to something that is a contender yeah. for the best goddamn year yeah. uh, game of the year. From Software made something really, really, really special no, here, right? And it was like it was at the forefront of the conversation in terms of accessibility in games. So like it had a kind of mm-hmm. conversation piece around it that wasn't just like, oh, this is a great game. I mean, some of that discourse was fucking mm-hmm. horrible. Oh yeah, and like I definitely see people already coming out of the woodworks and like gatekeeping. Nothing. Already. Nothing was earned. Nothing was gained. Yeah. What was that? Was that stupid fucking quote? You cheated yourself. You learned nothing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let people enjoy games the way they want to. Yeah, yeah. But like, uh, it's amazing. From software mm-hmm. coming up in the world, baby. they got Miyazaki on stage. They got Miyazaki on mm-hmm. stage, dude. I love that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on here, solid list. Like that's yeah. what I was saying. We were talking about it earlier. Like, mm-hmm. It was like an, an anything can go kind of year, right? There wasn't a clear this yeah. is the defining winner. Like, if Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, or Outer Worlds 1, I wouldn't have been mad about any of those. I'd be like, yeah, there's you, merit to all of them. You skipped one. I did, because I don't think that game should have won shit this year. Which game is that, Daniel? Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh my goodness. And I think it won Best Fighting Game, but that's fine. Why do you hate Joy, and why do you hate Nintendo? Because I'm a curmudgeon. You know my uncle works there, right? <laughs> and he totally got his hands on Mother 3 for the Switch. Oh, so really? Bucket. Yeah, Leak, he says, hey. Coming Leak that soon. shit, Uncle Yeah, Kane. yeah. Um, so best action game here, Devil May Cry 5 took it, um, which is a game Kevin forgot that he played. <laughs> I know that's yeah. like kind of an unpopular opinion, but like it mm-hmm. just didn't strike a chord mm-hmm. with me, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's some interesting other ones on here, like Apex Legends, Astral Chain. Uh, I don't think that Call of Duty Gears or action games in the same way. Actually, I heard Gears was the hotness this mm-hmm. year, Gears yeah, 5. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I didn't even finish Modern Warfare. I picked it up and yeah. just got kind of bored with it after a while. I just feel like they would more be classified under like best shooters, you know? It's not what I like immediately go to when I think of an action game. But I mean, it is still an action game, so. I guess I take your point. And then yeah. they're also to muddy the waters, yeah. the next category is action slash adventure game. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what is like adventure game? Are we talking about something that's like always mm-hmm. going to be a third person sort of deal? Yeah. And, and looking at the list like i think that's what we're talking about yeah. so it was like sekiro legend of zelda re2 death stranding control and borderlands 3 and it went to sekiro which mm-hmm. come on man it, it got fucking game of the year what resident evil's hungry huh yeah. it's itchy tasty hungry yeah but when i think of best action adventure like sekiro was it man i was on a fucking adventure in that game i was trying to save kuro i was trying to redeem myself oh you're trying to hurt me like this don't worry you'll get you'll get your revenge i got my revenge in that i got two fucking remakes like, <laughs> yeah you're in, winning your best life in like just over a year span mm-hmm. jesus christ best art direction went to control yes yes, yes, yes. I, agree. I agree with that like on every front i agree some of the best really music like best it. level does i wouldn't say level design sorry best creativity best music all that Right, and Gris was on that list too, or Gris was Gris. on that list too, and I think that might have been like the obvious, like, 
I don't know. I'm actually surprised it didn't go to that one. You know, I yeah. love Control, but like, damn, that was a... Gris was a beautiful game. That was a beautiful game. That was a beautiful game. Uh, sidebar about Gris, they have a Gris theme gun coming to like uh i think rainbow six siege that's correct yeah it's weird it's a weird look but <laughs> yeah. apparently it's because um developers like that yeah it's x devs yeah. from ubisoft went over to greece mm-hmm. and then their friends over at rainbow six did that and they're like yeah we've yeah. made that on purpose and i was like sure mm-hmm. i won't call it exactly innocuous but you could have made it a vest or something yeah like anything yeah could have been anything but a gun that, but whatever gris whatever. was one of the most non-violent games i've ever played Daniel, in my life. they're gonna call us sjw's <laughs> like we're they, they like that jill has pants <laughs> these fucking cucks <laughs> Best audio design went to Call of Duty Modern Warfare in that it did have sound. I remember that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so this is a weird category because, like, when I think of audio design, like, I think of games like Control, Resident Evil 2. Where, okay, like, actually, RE2 should have fucking got like, that. RE2 they, had a great design. You could hear the blood dripping out of, yeah. like, every little You could hear zombies, you could hear the liquors, you could hear it all. Should have went to that. Place. But, I, I mean, audio and audio cues are kind of important to Call of Duty, like, hearing players around you. Hearing those footsteps. Yeah. Especially when they tried to take away the radar, huh? Yeah. But Control had that one song, Take Back Control. That was dope. That was dope. <laughs> I know. Like, when I talked about that, that in terms of losing, I was like, you played Control with headphones the entire time. That tells you how, like, superb. I played with my Sony Gold. The design Thank was you very much. That. Sony so, Gold. Hearing the hiss. Oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. So, uh, best community sport went to Destiny 2, which, okay, yeah, sure. That's that's a very... Yeah, that's a good one. That's a strong community. They've been... They're very, very diehard. Yeah. Um, and I think Bungie has realized that and they're just like, we're going to start catering our content for this hardcore, yeah. um, which maybe that makes sense in the long run. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're doing a good job with that, especially like with switching hands and going independent and all that stuff. So yeah, I think we said enough good about Bungie where if like we wanted to get jobs and they scrub through this podcast, like, yeah, we're okay. I'm surprised not to see like Borderlands three on this list, but, um, don't you hate the Borderlands community? <laughs> a little bit. I said just the cosplayers. You, you went a little bit. Um, we got Content Creator of the Year, which went to Shroud. Sure. This this list kind of was like whatever for me, where I felt like it was really lacking like female content creators. But Ewok is on the list. Yeah, Ewok. Um, a disabled gamer, too. Yeah. Um, deaf, they are deaf, deaf, yeah. So that's that's awesome. But like I, we talked about it like in a year where we got Paladin Amber and we got girlfriend reviews. Like, come on. Yeah, like, I, like I, this this list never speaks to me for some reason. I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know half of these people, mm-hmm. but I do know exactly, you know, who you're talking about. But yeah, eh, whatever. I'll roll through the next few. Um, we got yeah, you e- take over. You're the esports correspondent. Yeah, we got esports. Uh, best esports coach, uh, Zonic. Yeah, good shit. Uh, best esports Ooh. event, League of Legends World Championship 2019. Oh, okay. Uh, Overwatch Cup was that on there? Overwatch League Grand Finals. Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, esports game of the year, League of Legends. Okay. People are tired of Overwatch. Yeah. Esports hosts. I don't know how to say that. It looks pretty fucking Icelandic. Schwak. Schwals. Schwak. Uh, esports player. Booga. Esports team. There's a lot of esports. Uh, Bugga. And Bugga is like yeah. 11 years old. Yeah, that was a millionaire. Awesome. That was pretty right. He has more money than I'll ever have. Yeah. Uh, esports team. G2 Esports. Cool. Um, uh, team Liquid's pretty awesome, though. Best family game is going to Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Fuck I thought yeah. it would have been um, Super Mario Maker 2 because, like, that's been a hot commodity in houses, and that's been a great game this no, year. No, it drives people insane because yeah. you know you have your kids making the hardest levels possible, and you just yeah. you just want to break the fucking controller to get some payback against yeah. them, right? So Luigi's Mansion Three, that's everyone's it. happy. I'm happy for you for that one. Thank you. Fighting okay. game. Yeah. Okay. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate should have won this one because 
Mortal Kombat 11 from your account wasn't too good. No, I wouldn't say that. I just dropped off with it really hard because I didn't like the layer of how they were doing unlockables. Yeah, all, all, with the crypt and everything. All the extra shit just like went too far away from mm-hmm. what made it cool and like replayable. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it sucks. I guess it sucks. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, fresh indie game, which this was presented by uh, Reggie Fizeme, which is pretty awesome. Reggie comes in looking yeah. like the fucking Terminator like G. in sunglasses. And then <laughs> With he his just... little fucking anime Reggie pin on his lapel. I want to see Reggie every year, man. But he gave like a really moving speech about how like everybody starts as like an indie creator and like video games is such a cool and creative space and like he's so proud to be a part of it and like now he's an indie creator again. It was like, I don't know, it was kind of moving to see it, him. It did feel like an authentic moment yeah, for yeah. sure. And like, because Reggie, Reggie knows his yeah. people and he is he mm. is of the people for the people. Yeah. Will be devoured by the people if necessary. Yeah. I think it was probably one of the better presentations. I'll say that. <laughs> I like you're just like yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah you know i agree with that one but, of those wasn't like the other daniel are, are you okay yeah. um but yeah i went to disco elysium which i hear is pretty awesome put it on a console i can play man yeah that's it i, I will legit pick this up i've been hearing people rave about this game outer wilds would have been a good one too i hear that game is a singularly amazing game i think Same it here. was was polygon gave it their their game of the year no shit yeah okay yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I need to go back and play. That's also on the back burner backlog. Mm-hmm. Uh, game direction going to Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't disagree with that. <laughs> that game sure was directed like hell, man. Like, yeah. he, he put his fucking whole soul in, in there. But again, you look at all these in the category, and it's like a lot of the same games that were up for game of the year, and it's like those games all had phenomenal direction in everything they were mm-hmm. trying to achieve. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Games for impact, which I never really truly understood that. Mm. Um, well, no, it's so games that like have like an emotional impact or like kind of speak to problems in the world, you know, so like mental health or like disenfranchised peoples, stuff like that. Um, Then RE2 should be on this list because I, I got to tell you, <laughs> when I played Resident Evil 2, it cleared my skin. <laughs> it, it cured my depression. Um, I was dancing mm-hmm. every day when mm-hmm. I woke up, but, but okay. Went to, went to Greece. The winner is Greece in that category. Mm-hmm. Some other interesting ones, just to give you an idea of what, what are considered impactful. Concrete Genie, mm-hmm. Kind Words, yeah. Life is Strange 2, and then Sea of Solitude. Yeah. Sea of Solitude is actually $7.99 on PSN mm-hmm. right now. We only show for PSN because I literally don't turn on anything else. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, but I hear that's a beautiful game. I almost picked it up because I was like, dude, this looks super interesting. The art mm-hmm. style looks good. What else have we got on here? Uh, best independent game once a Disco Elysium. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Gotta play it. I, but I hear, like, the other ones on here, Baba's You, I hear that was pretty awesome and, like, an interesting, like, kind of puzzle type game. Katana Zero yeah. was hot as fuck I as an action game. I forgot that came out this year. I have it on the Switch. That one's rad fucking as Fucking well. rad. Yeah. Uh, Outer Wilds. Yeah, so good good ones on there. Best mobile game went to Call of Duty Mobile. What the fuck? What? <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I thought it okay. would have went to What the Golf because I heard some cool, like, discourse around that for um, Apple Arcade. Hey, what did the What the Golf uh, developer team decide to do with the Game Awards, Daniel? Some fucking weird jackass hijinks. <laughs> so instead of, like, doing the normal thing and, like, handing things out to people, people um they decided to take boxes of uh, golf balls and just kind of Let me roll them down the aisles there is one gigantic box of golf balls uh-huh. that had a sticker on it that said for bob because mm-hmm. they were afraid of getting it through security mm-hmm. and they were just like it's a gift for bob okay and so they it looked innocuous enough to actually sneak oh, in oh wow okay so uh hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and which, then they rolled it they rolled golf balls down the which could have been like a cool promotional thing for their game they just just in a totally asinine way um and just because they thought uh the game awards is boring so yep mm, interesting i can't argue with them yeah i mean yeah multiplayer game goes to apex legends awesome uh i'm not mad about, yeah, it. Not mad about like that apex was a fucking phenomenon although tetris 99 being on the list yeah. goodness gracious that's, i mean that's the reason why we got nintendo online right that's what so. i'm saying 
Uh, and best narrative also going to Disco Elysium, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which, uh, you know what? I really thought the Outer Worlds might have taken that one, mm-hmm. um, but apparently not. And I also have very, very, very good things about A Plague Tale Innocence. Mm. But Yeah, I, I thought that it was going to go to that, honestly. Yeah, but hey, I'm not mad about that. I, again, it just makes me want to play Disco Elysium even more mm-hmm. because it was like cleaning up like three awards at this point. Yeah. Um, Ongoing game goes to Fortnite. Cool. I'm Ooh. not surprised about that. Kind of deserves it for like its impact in terms of like games of service and what it's done for like communities and like just everything it's done as a game is pretty awesome. I mean, fucking Destiny 2 doesn't have J.J. Abrams showing up and showing us fucking clips exactly. from Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, would fucking Destiny 2 has Keanu Reeves? Call me. Call go. me, Bungie. Best performance, Mads Mikkelsen, which I don't even think they presented the award to him. I think it was one of those like... And the best performance goes to, like, just kind of, like, on the side. Yeah, I think he might have better things to do. Yeah. It's always been like that for, for Hollywood's coalescence with uh, the gaming space, right? I think he's still trapped in, like, Kojima's incubation chamber. Like, he's <laughs> filming Death Stranding, too. Yeah. Like, he's like, I don't even know what the game is going to be, but, like, I wrote lines for him because I never want to let go he's of this just guy. just contracted to film for five years straight. Yeah, so we also had, I want to point out, we had Matthew Peretta, who mm-hmm. played uh, yeah. Darling in Control and Amazing. should have fun fucking win uh one and then we had laura bailey courtney hope ashley birch and norman reedus courtney hope playing uh what's her name jess yes jesse faden from control. control who did laura bailey play this year i'm sorry i don't know actually yeah because i remember her last year from spider-man yeah i don't remember mm. i don't remember what she did this year interesting uh role playing game goes to disco elysium cool. jesus christ yeah. Disco. we elysium. gotta play this game i guess and then for some reason, like Monster Hunter World is on there. Iceborne, Iceborne specifically. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. But we had the same conversation last year where I'm like, I don't think it's a role-playing game. I don't think it's like a role-playing yeah, no, it's game. It's like, like an action adventure game. Like it has role-playing elements where you like stat build and fucking, that's it. Yeah, that's it. I, I guess I it's, not, it's not in the traditional sense. Yeah. Tell me about, this is you. Score and music went to Death Stranding. And this was kind of a, no, I'm 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 incorrect. Uh, there was a moment where the Game Awards Orchestra did like a fucking back to back like <laughs> musical score for each uh, nominee, and that was for Game of the Year. That was pretty cool. Yep. Um, but this one went to Death Stranding. Um, amongst the list, we also had Cadence of Hyrule, which was kind of cool. It's a rhythm based music game based in the Zelda universe. I don't like playing those games, but I like the music. Kingdom Hearts Three, Sinai Wa- Wild Hearts, which I hear is also very musically focused. Um, Kingdom Hearts Three was like it had some cool musical moments to it but like i thought the score was kind of weak in comparison to other entries in the franchise so fair enough yeah i got a question for you for so for the winner death stranding does that mean they are obligated to present the award to low roar, roar? <laughs> yeah like just low roar shows up like a day just like gets up a little bit and then he's like yeah oh, let me sit down it's a weird one because it's like there's so much licensed music in that game and it's like it almost feels unfair but. <laughs> i love this sports and racing game went to crash I team was, racing I was nitro so fuel for that rather than any other actual <laughs> fucking sports or racing Listen, game the gamer spoke they don't give a shit about real racing <laughs> i know fuck that shit yeah. strategy game went to fire emblem three Good. houses winner it had to win something uh, yeah that game is so many people's game of the year yeah for sure and the fact that it had like three different campaigns although they're like kind of similar in terms of beats like that's really rad i would have said this bitch should have won a uh, role role-playing game of the year oh yeah fuck yeah yeah was it even in the category 
I don't think so. No, it wasn't. That's really well, weird that well, Iceboard is in there. <laughs> oh, anyway, I, I, I think they just consider uh, Fire Emblem more of a strategy game in terms of like its tactical. I don't combat. think it's. I don't think it's wrong, but I think yeah. it bleeds in the role playing way more. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, look at like where tactical games kind of started in the RPG space, like Final Fantasy Tactics. Like true, true, true. It's and, both. And look at us now, Gears mm. Tactics. Yeah. Anyway, uh, best VR slash AR game goes to Beat Saber. Fuck yes, Beat Saber is awesome. Fuck yeah, and that is the list, my yeah. friend. Mm. Overall, like again. I'm not too fucked up about a lot of them. Like we already discussed what we thought maybe should have won. But again, mm-hmm. every single one of these games was here because they did, they excelled. Yeah. You know, they excelled over the peers and they're awesome. And I think you can't find a bad game on this list, essentially. Oh, he's looking. He's calculating. I mean, oh Anthem my God. wasn't on it. So. <laughs> yeah, Anthem was nowhere mentioned. Nobody would even dare to breathe the word. Where's where's the best premium membership? Fallout first should have oh, right. should have got in on there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was an interesting presentation award show. A lot of good talent out there. Some of the present presenters were like kind of whatever. Some of them were really neat. You had the Muppets on stage. You had fucking like Norman Reedus come out. Yo, the Muppets yeah. thing was great. That was though. great. Who is it? Uh, oh. Bunsen and Beaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Nice. And then the goose came the out. The entitled uh, Beaker game. That was pretty great. That was actually the best bit the entire night. I was like, there's some bad jokes, and then it was like, that one was solid. There were some awkward ones. There's the bit where, like, fucking Jeff Keighley's talking to, I don't know, the character from Apex, but, like, they're doing, a, like, a bit about Christmas, and I don't know. Yeah, I wanted that to stop. Yeah. I liked Ashley Birch. Seeing her on stage, that was pretty great. That was cool. Yeah, that was a good moment. Great. <laughs> that's all i want to say she looks great <laughs> one of us had to say it sure yeah i don't know it, it'd be interesting to see like how it keeps growing um next year and like what keely's continued vision with the show is because it seems like he has a different vision every year yeah yeah i i mean i would also disagree mm. i think his vision has always been get as many <laughs> commercials in this show yeah. as possible Equals dollar signs. Yeah. Profit. <laughs> God, can we talk about that god-awful Stadia commercial? What the fuck? Yep. In the same breath, one trailer's using Alan Watts, the next is using comedian Reggie Watts. <laughs> so weird. From Watts, one Watts to another. And we're watching them ride a man canoe through the best Tomb Raider games. <laughs> that was a thing, wasn't what it? What a strange fucking thing. Yeah. That, that, that commercial feels like it's something from like 2008. Yeah. And it just didn't know how to like actually sell the product. That it reminds me of those old bad GameStop commercials. Power to the players. Oh, those are awful, shit. and we had to fucking watch them when we were in stores. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I'm, I was just like, dude, what is going on with Stadia? It almost seems like somebody had to describe to the marketing team what a gamer was, mm-hmm. and they went home and drank a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot, and then they came back and said, "All right, let's fucking do this. Let's appeal to these rubes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is what they came up yeah. with. God, it's all bad. Um, anyway. What was her name? Oh, fucking... Oh, I forget. Grimes. No, 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 no. The, Elon Musk. No, the Tango Gameworks girl. Akumi? Oh, oh, oh. She sat next to Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Akumi... Oh, fucking, I forget her name. Uh, Nakamura? Yeah, Akumi Nakamura. Yeah, sure. She was great. She presented. She was her normal, charming self. That she was. was very boisterous. <clears throat> you know what I found out? Really <clears throat> strange. She's actually 58. Is she really? No, I'm lying. I'm oh, lying. you fucking <laughs> said it with such you. conviction. Um, I want to do a shout out to Best Couple, um, Norman Reedus and Kojima. <laughs> they were sharing a coke <laughs> really yeah oh my god that's pretty romantic why not a monster uh, exactly they fucked up they fucked up yeah yeah i don't know any closing thoughts about 
Jeff Keighley's big gaming jamboree. I mean, you know, I tune in yeah. for the world premieres, and honestly, like it was, it was a nice assortment of games, yeah. but it wasn't anything that was like, wow, you really knocked my socks off. I think the biggest surprise I was like, Wolf Among Us too. That was a wild one, and it, and it wasn't even necessarily like excitement. It was just like surprise, really? like surprise. Yeah. It was genuine surprise. Um, but like, I think some of the thunder for Kevin mm-hmm. was taken away by Sony for RE three, of course. Yeah. If that was like laced into the show, I would have gone nuts. Yeah. I would have been like, Keeley, you are my lord but that's not what happened like if they dropped that um extra content for jill and nemesis and re2 that would have been cool what you know the extra like the update where you can find the letter and the stars oh yeah that I, cool. I don't know how you communicate that yeah on like a game awards but people would be like oh I, yeah i can play re2 yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. it's about the new shit daniel the new shit a lot of new new shit and honestly, next year is going to be even crazy. 2020 is going to be such a hype year for gaming. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, And there are going to be some fucking stellar AAA games. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. But that's so far away. <laughs> if I wanted to know it was coming to mom and grop shops and digital... Wait, how's it going again? I don't know. Damn it. No wonder we don't want right, We got to take this one home, Kevin. Let's take it home, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game Awards, it's cool. See you next year. Hopefully we see Master Chief and his suit that jacks him off again. That was my favorite part of the show. <laughs> it's your favorite part of anything. Yeah, yeah. it is. I missed a Master Chief. Well, well, I get a genuine craving for Halo sometimes. I'm I, just going to say that. You have your your whims and your guilty pleasures about you. And Halo, you know, by all accounts, is a good series for people. So By all accounts. <laughs> That's from what I've heard. <laughs> the ones you've heard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for your ears. Mm-hmm. Any closing thoughts for the Save Roommates out there who have rode through this whole fucking year with us? I mean, I'll give them a bigger shout out on our Game of the Year episode. But hey, thanks for standing by with our ga- our bad takes, watching our streams, watching our watch alongs. Stand by me. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the fucking um, Florence and the Machine version of Stand By Me. <laughs> Please do. Uh, but if you didn't know, you got, can also find us over at Twitter at Save Room Show. Watch some, some of our Game Award takes. Watch some of our retweets happen. Watch, watch Kevin. Watch Kevin interact with game, uh, giraffe giraffes a little more. So yeah, just do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. I hope the game that you wanted to win won, or at least was nominated. And if not, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sleep tight. Don't let the Keeley bite. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to have a weird closer. <laughs> that's a good one okay we're gonna lie on the fire. All right. Good night, guys. <laughs> just just leave it on the what. <laughs> the what? <laughs> you always say weird shit at the end.